and gentlemen, welcome to the Dream Heavy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan McQueen. As always, I just want to thank you for listening. We're here for another episode. We are back, episode number 18 of the Dune Hippie Podcast. Uh, this one's really exciting. My buddy Calvin, yes it's fast, you also may know him as on the social medias. Uh, or you may know him from Silverback Off-Road, or you may know him from the drag strip. So Calvin is a local up here, wears many hats, jack of all trades, uh, super knowledgeable in the side-by-side department. He's always working on the stuff up at Silverback Off-Road, keeping those rentals out on the dunes. Uh, so it was super fun to get him in here. I got to meet Calvin this summer when he uh, came to my rescue and uh, had some transmission problems and his two-seater Can-Am pulled uh, my truck out of the dunes. It was quite impressive. Uh, I do have a YouTube that uh, showcases all that whole adventure if you want to go check it out. So since then, uh, love seeing Calvin around, love getting him in here to talk about uh, all of his dune stories and just get some knowledge from him from the SSX world and uh, had a super fun show. So hope you guys enjoy. Thanks again for listening. Cool. All right. Yeah, I generally just get the thing turned on and then kind of just start going from there. Works for me. So today we got Dune Hippie Podcast coming with uh, Calvin from, uh, I guess, where do you want to formally be known as? Calvin yourself or <laughs> Calvin from Silverback Off-Road or... Eh, whatever. Uh, Silverback is, uh, I guess, where people know me from right now, so that works. So, yeah, other than, uh, yeah, I got to meet you this summer. I, uh, up until this summer, didn't meet you. I think it was uh, the time I blew my transmission out, and then you decided to hook your side-by-side up to the front of my truck and pull it out of the dunes for me. That's when we uh, met up. and Yep, that's actually when we officially met and uh, kind of hung out and talked for a bit. But uh, if you haven't seen that video, definitely check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to post some more uh, <laughs> leading up to dropping this. I'll have to post a video out of my truck. My, I still have, like, the steering, my beams. Uh, all that stuff is still sandblasted. It's still shiny metal from that night. Oh, I feel a little bad about it, but I straight up warned you. It's like, you're going to get sandy. Oh. Yeah, so we were out there. I had an overpressurized situation in my transmission, and I blew the front pump seal out, and it puked a bunch of fluid. And pretty much the only people in the dunes were the Bucket Bros crew, you, and me. And they were all on dirt bikes. You were the, like the only one in a side-by-side with paddles. Yep, my buddy Jake was there in the razor, and we were all talking about it, and it's like, I looked at my buddy Jake, and it's like, I'm thinking it, and he's, <laughs> my buddy Jake's is like, no. Of course, Will and Drew got the, or the uh, Can-Am 900, and it's like, they don't got power. Jake's like, nah uh and it's like, well, screw it, I'll try it. Yeah, that was, uh... All, I didn't really see anything from my truck. I just literally was getting blasted. <laughs> with sand. It was just straight sand shower. But, yeah, I got it out. We got up to, like, 50-something miles an hour, I think, at one point with you towing on the flat before we hit extra I hill. I had to do something. It's like I had to get up that freaking ramp. It's like I know the hill's coming. It's like luckily your suspension is like otherwise if it wasn't for your truck being, you know, having that full suspension, there was not a chance I would have been able yeah, to go the no. speed I was. I say I was I was fully uh surprised. There was no way I thought it was happening. The whole time I was doing it is we were probably three quarters of the way up exit and we started losing momentum and it just was like it just kept chugging Th- that last little 25 percent and we kind of flattened out chugga, chugga, it was chugga, like chugga, chugga, oh chugga, wow chugga. we made it holy cow <laughs> chugga, chugga. 
come out to oh. the parking lot and you can't amps. Was a little angry. Yeah, she was a little <laughs> upset. I think I'd uh, when we got finally cooled down. I think I saw what two fifty, two sixty in the belt temps, and uh, yeah, that's that's uh, for those that run side by sides. That's a bit warm. <laughs> it's a bit. Warm. Yeah, it's a bit warm. So yeah, and then uh, obviously let it cool down. I didn't have any issues there, but yeah, you said you just blew a tranny line, and she got a little warm. Uh, when? No, that that that, that time. Because oh, so yeah. we were jumping there for a little bit on the Pizza Ridge. Yup, yeah, we were jumping, screw around. Yeah, it was when I went to take off. I put it in first gear and I just held it to the wood at seven grand, and that's where. So I ended up actually took me a while to figure out, but one of my trans coolers plugged with <gasps> clutch material. So then I wasn't getting return fluid into my trans, and then it was creating a overpressurize. So it was pressurizing like the inside of my trans because it wasn't flowing oh. fluid, and so then the front pump seal went shot out and went bye-bye and it just was pouring so cups. you actually ate a trans well uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's because if I you're did. throwing clutch pack fibers that's well so it was from the trans before uh-huh. so we're figuring out i fried the trans pulled the trans out didn't do anything to the truck other than get another trans stick it back in i just took the lines off you know just i didn't even blow anything through them i didn't think about it threw the next trans in there back in the dunes and yeah that was like I actually still kept that trans alive a couple more trips after that because after that, I came back and I put a different converter and a different whole pump in the front of it. I pu- I pulled the torque converter down. I put a different pump in, and I think I took it back to the dunes like six or seven more trips, and then I fried those clutch packs ow, from ow. the clogged. There's uh, the story. Trans cool. All right. So normally. When I'm at seven grand, it does that thing. It does it all day. But that time, there was yes, multiple things that led <laughs> up to that, and the timing and everything just happened to be. And yeah, it was late at night, and there was like no uh, other chance other than your side by side pulling me out. It worked, and it did it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since that night, it's uh, yeah, it's been good times. Yeah, just the other night, we I had another breakage. You showed up to the rescue, come flying down, and. Yeah, it was not not long after I was broken down. I ripped an upper frame link off the, let's see, it was the driver's side frame link mount. Ripped it right off the frame while I was going through some whoops. And Someone's got to pay attention to his welds a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone never welded the whole inside tab. Who did that? <laughs> huh. No, it, I'm driving along, and it's like, just the first lap, go on sunset, and I look down, and I see you, and I went, Oh, that's never a good sign when he stopped. Better go check. Especially in a spot where, like, no nobody really, like, hangs out down in there. Exactly. I mean, if you were stopped at, you know, test or even on top of Sunset, it'd be like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, exactly. The bottom of the backside of Sunset is kind of like, ah, all right. With a tire shoved up into the bedside and all the, yeah. the whole nine. She, she looked a little crooked. <laughs> so, yeah, another fun adventure. Got that thing fixed up and got it home. Still haven't fixed it. Still sitting in the garage over there. I got to... That's that's my plans tomorrow. Crawl under that thing and cut all the, yeah, like, man, not it. It ripped that plate out, and yeah, I can just see this whole pocket. I mean, I built that like when seven, eight years ago almost, and just looking at that, and yeah, just like, man, what was I doing? Why did I do this? Why did I put these boogers on this thing and expect it to hold? <laughs> well, it held for what? What'd you say? Seven years? Yeah, it did held for a long time. That that's the surprising part, and. The last couple weeks, I have not been nice on her. I have uh, really been. I got another trans. Got my got my blot coolers all figured out. 
found well, out I was frying them. Oh, oh, dumb me. Maybe I should clean all this out every time you wreck one. Well, you still got to do the test before the Labor Day weekend. You got to do the hard running for Labor Day weekend because everybody's up. Got to yep. show off. And then it's always the couple days after that it's like, all right, recovery time. Oh, crap. Something broke. Yeah, literally. I was literally, I went out there to, I met some friends out there and kind of, the, yeah, I'd, I'd been running since Thursday. And I pretty much, that's all I've been doing all day long. Like Thursday, half day, Friday, half day, Saturday, Sunday, all day long I was out there. Yeah, that's usually when belts and axles go for us. Yeah. And the whoops, yeah, that's the other thing. Oh my the god, the whoops were, were terrible. Insane. They were so big. So terrible. And I hit them every lap. I never missed them. I just <laughs> kept doing it. Just smashed through them. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 they were pretty bad. They yep. were pretty whooped up. So the combination of all of that, it's, you know, uh, one, it's just one of those things. It's a little different of, uh, I don't know, if, you got, if you're driving like a, an OEM, like a Can-Am rig you bought from a dealership and that happens, it's a little bit probably more like, what? Why did, yeah. what, what happened? Where for me, it's like, oh, well, you did build this in your garage when you were like 23 years old. Yeah, it still and works. You read everything off the internet. So, <laughs> hey, we had a good run for seven years. <laughs> no, it, that, we've, I've, I know me and the guys, uh, my buddy Brody and uh, Brennan, we've been watching the truck constantly. And it's like, man, that definitely an eye catcher. Yeah, Seeing I, that old. I definitely say this summer I've gotten some things figured out. I got a dial that's, that's eaten. I, it's all I can do to keep up with you Can Am guys. That's the one, the one thing I used. To, I feel like I used to be able to walk away from these things, but now there was the other day. I don't know who it was, but someone was in a Can Am two seater and they got in my in my rear view. And yeah, I mean, I was putting it to the wood, and I was like, "All right, let's see, let's see if this guy can hang." You know, kind of the typical thing you do out there. This guy was all over me, and we were just ripping. And I was like, "Holy!" Cow. And it wasn't like he was wasn't Justin, was it? <laughs> uh, that that was another person. At some point, he was following me. his his car was working really good. Oh yeah. I don't know if he's got any aftermarket stuff or not. I think he's a 21 late model, so I don't think he has much. Okay. Correct yeah, me no, if I'm I, wrong, Justin. Yeah, I'll have to get Justin on there and talk about his transition from uh, single car life to yeah. SSX life. He, he, he was saying that the suspension on the X3, he says it's actually really phenomenal. Because he stopped when we were working on yeah. your car. Yeah, Justin like, stopped when made sure we uh, I got my truck out of the dunes. and. Yeah. Yeah, one of those guys. He used to you used to see him ripping around the single seat all the time. He rolled up in a Can Am, and it took me a double take to realize, <laughs> you know, you, everyone you know out there by vehicles, and especially exactly. I mean, certain people um, know by vehicles, no problem. But yeah, someone walks up to me at the chicken shack. And, hey, what's up? I, I uh, uh, I'm sorry, but what's your name again? Uh, what's your I know you. Uh, <laughs> what do you drive? I need yeah, a, there, exactly. <laughs> what do you drive? Oh, you got that. All right, cool. No, I can't tell you how many times I've done that with people. It's like, I know you. What do you drive? Oh, you drive. Okay, yeah, all right. You, know, you hang out here? All right, cool. Yeah, you take a vehicle away, and uh, I already have a horrible time with names. I really struggle with the names and doing it anyway. So, like, faces. I, uh, like, going to BP, going into town, just randomly. I'm in my, like, car, and people, oh, hey, what's up? And, yeah, I'm, I just stare at people. And so <laughs> if, 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 if that happens and you're approaching me and I'm not saying your name, it's because I'm sitting there trying to think about your name. I'm sitting there going, ah, Bill, is it Ted? Uh, what's this guy drive? Like the they whole saved time. the universe. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill and Ted, that's what I went to. Uh, no, so it, uh, yeah, it, it's been a good trip up here. It really has been. Um, I moved up here probably, what, 2015, 2016, I think it was, when I officially moved up here. And it's, shoot, I was back in my 450. Back in them days, and I didn't even have the side by side. 
that was a whole different riding experience. Yeah, so that's where yeah your background is. Uh, where like how far away did you grow up then Silver Lake and what was like uh I guess like the transition period of getting into the dunes like well it, just kind of weekend warrior type you know load the clod up head over well kind of I mean um grew I actually was born in Grand Rapids and my parents had the cottage I mean three houses down from the entrance three houses down oh okay right on uh not Ridge Road what's what's that road called? it's a uh, Fox and Hunt actually Fox over there over there by Lake Marie um Goodall's actually bought the place. That because they're right next door, and okay. um, there were a bunch of racers that hang out the track, JWI Racing, and great guys to hang out with. But they threw an offer, we went for it back in the day. I was in high school for that, and uh, that was basically my life. Every weekend, we come up here and just play. Yep, my dad had the Funko and the his old Volkswagen buggy for when we wanted to just go cruise on the beach. And I had my <laughs> 250 Mojave that I bombed around on. Oh, yeah. That thing was <laughs> tank. But, uh, yeah. After All those s- first doing vehicles. I remember uh, the first dirt bike I bought, which I started, I got into dunes before I got back into, like, track. I rode a bunch when I was a kid. Didn't ride for a couple of years. I saved up money, finally bought my own bike. And I bought, it was uh, an O2 YZ250F. One of the ones with the manual decompression lever. Oh, where yeah. You, when you were kicking your guts kicking out. Kicking your guts you out. You had to time it just perfect. <laughs> and when you didn't, your knee would lock up because it would just be too much compression. And, oh, yeah, the days of being out on the dunes. And literally, I'd kick that thing sometimes five minutes. And then by the time I was ready, I was like, I need to stop. I got to shut it back off because I can't go ride now. <laughs> just kick my guts out. You got arm pumped for days. And then get, you're like, I don't want to shut it off. Ooh. But I know it's going to overheat. But, oh. yeah, that. It got to the point, the last year I had that bike, uh, the valve, four strokes of getting the valves right, those things, from running Silver Lake, a 250F in Silver Lake, 50 oh, God, wide yeah. open all summer long, end of the summer, I was getting to the point, I was having people pull me with vehicles on the beach, because I could only pull start it, and I couldn't kick start it anymore, the valves were so loose on the yep. thing. But hey, I got it started, and then we go rip. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's about, just having yeah. a freaking riot. But uh, yeah, it, 2016, moved back over here. And uh, worked at Apple Tree for a bit, and then uh, worked installation, construction, and then my buddy Brett, who at the time owned Silverback and just started it, and he's like, "Hey, you want to come work for me?" And I went, "Yeah." So then introduced the whole life of being a mechanic, working on side by sides, which I at the time I knew very little about. So I did my homework, did my research, and went. Man, there really isn't that much to these things. Because at the time, the majority of the problem was just everyone having clutch issues. Okay, yeah, like you said. So this is what, like 2015 or a little later? Uh, 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. But so yeah, like cars are starting to... I'd say that's about the time that I probably personally started taking more notice to like the side-by-sides. It's about that time. You, you know, everyone joke. You see where side-by-sides have come from, from the modified oh, rhinos. God, yeah. And yeah, there's those years of, man, what are these things? That's a lot of work to make that thing you know still slow so <laughs> now that's where i said the other day yeah justin's car i was watching him through the what exactly it's like that's crazy you can go buy that oh shoot You're, and it's ripping that good you watch the old videos i mean back in like 20 2008 2010 and you're watching these rhinos and razors just kicking butt and you're looking back on it going like man that's slow compared to nowadays oh yeah i saw i saw one of those uh it was on youtube somebody had like an old video and i clicked on it and I remember I saw it. There was a golf cart with a snowmobile engine in it. And I was like, oh, I remember. They brought oh, back yeah. all these memories of like, 
Oh, I remember dudes having, yeah, putting snowmobiles, little quad paddle tires on them, and they'd go out there and rip around. Yeah, now Not to mention like, the Yamaha conversions to them. Like, but looking at them, you're like, oh, those were slow. But at the time, it was like the craziest thing I had seen out there. Exactly. Oh my gosh, this is a golf cart ripping with paddles. Yeah, now we're starting to see V8s and the X3s, 2JP, obviously. And it's just like, man, you have all these weird conversions. It's like, all right. It's wild to look at, uh, yeah, the dudes that are pushing the envelope on the side-by-sides of, you know, these side-by-side engines are literally putting out horsepower that my, my V8 truck puts out. Yeah. And I weigh probably three times as much. Yeah. So it's uh, absolutely insane. Yeah, you got Packard that's pushing, what, 700 horsepower out of their freaking uh, YXZs. You got Evo that's pushing, what, five, six out of theirs. That's crazy. And the, I've, I've driven an X3, a two-seater X3 with an Evo 5 kit on it. And going from truck, I pretty, I just, I only drive my truck. That's all the experience I have. That's all I do is drive my rear wheel drive truck that slides around. <laughs> it's nice and heavy, big and cushy. And I got in this Evo two seater with paddles. And I mean, I, one lap, I, I've never scared my own self so much driving in the dunes because of just how different of driving experience it was. It was, I described it well. So I like drifting my truck around oh, corners. Yeah. I'm trying to do that in this thing on throttle, and it's just lift mid corners, just lifting the front wheels up, and then getting super sketchy and like yep. almost cartwheeling. And I was like, "Holy cow, you can't do this with these things!" Not not with paddles, no. But you throw dirt tires on, especially with horsepower, you, you can, can start sliding. Yeah, but paddle tires, no. It, it's hook and go because that's what I felt. I got to the point that thing. It started. I'd be about half throttle, get pointed the direction I wanted to go, and then I flat foot it, and it just you had no steering yep. input the whole way as long as I was flat footed, no steering input. And that was back when, yeah, I think they were high 200s. So now exactly seeing these crazy numbers, is like, I can't even imagine another 100 horsepower. No, it already I, felt it, insane. Yeah, especially now that Can-Am and Evo are over the 200 mark on both their machines now. And it's like, geez, OP. So I can't imagine what, you know, they're going to see in the next few years. Yeah. What's it? Uh, so when getting started, that was when uh, Silverback was still over on uh, Polk Road right off the highway. Yep. That's where you kind of got it started. Um, that, that's where they started it. Um, they tried doing a little bit of showroom and then the opportunity came, um, when B&L was going through their little thing and we uh, came up to them and said, Hey, uh, can we rent the shop? And they went, yeah. So started being at the corner and first year there went great. Had no complaints, had a lot of service, sold a lot of parts, met a lot of great people. We obviously were there to, you know, help as much people as we can. It's, <laughs> I don't want to be the kind of guy and saying, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll try to sell you this. I'll try to sell you that. I'm the kind of guy that's more of a redneck mechanic. Like, you know, the majority of us are, I mean, yeah. How many of us have gone, Oh man, I just need this fixed just to get me through the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Well, it first year it was that it's like, Hey, I can, yeah, we can get this to get you through the weekend. Yep. But you got to replace this when you get home. And it, Lately, now it's been kind of more of the liability thing of, hey, this is just more to get you on the trailer from off the dunes, but I can't tell you, quote unquote, of, <laughs> hey, you can rip around the dunes, and uh, but no, it, the whole liability thing, realistically, I got to tell them that, hey, this is to get you back on the trailer, but it's up to you if you want to rip around for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, it's, 
Uh, unfortunately, that's the thing. Some of us always lapse a little good quality judgment when your <laughs> machine's right next to the dunes, and you go, ah, one more lap. Yeah, one, one more, more lap. lap. Never hurt my machine ever. No, before. no, no, never. <laughs> as soon as someone says one more lap anymore, I just head straight for the exit. It's like, no, shit's about to hit the fan. Oh, the look I get from Shelby when I say one more lap. <laughs> <laughs> you said that before. It's oh, like, yeah. uh, no, you remember last time. Yeah it's never you know i'm not she's very i'm never gonna tell you what to do but you did just say five minutes ago that we were heading straight out and you weren't gonna do that and nope here we go ah, i want to hit that section one more time one more time uh-huh. <laughs> and then oh crap tire falls off yeah that's uh when my upper link might let go that was a one more time situation <laughs> the other day it was oh yeah i got time for one more ride and then i'll head home no big deal i'm gonna go back to work well the day i pulled you well, out was one more round too <laughs> yeah one more more round <laughs> Man, I'm a bad sucker for the one more trip, one more rap, one more lap. I remember my buddy uh, Talentless Off-Road, Kyle and Jason, we said one more lap on 4th of July weekend. It was, you know, it hit 9.30-ish, you know, one more rip. Yeah, someone said that, and we straight up should have gone in. <laughs> Kyle ends up totaling his razor in the back of a truck, poor guy, and... <sighs> It's all on video, but it's like, oh, man. Sorry to bring up the past, but it's like, yeah, so from that day on, I'd hardly ever say, yeah, let's go one more. Nope. It, I'm I've, done. I've gotten a little better. The Yeah, the more times you break the thing and then spend days afterwards fixing it and just thinking about, I really didn't need that well, one more lap. <laughs> days back, you know, before COVID. I mean, nowadays it's... Okay, now you got to place this order. Now you got to wait for yeah. them. It- for most of this stuff, I mean, yeah, you're, you know, uh, the off-road scene, as crazy as it is, as, as big as it is, the dunes as big as it is, it's still, like, pretty crazy to actually think how little the off-road scene really actually is, in, oh, it- especially in our little niche of West Michigan and dunes. It's, it's insane when you're here. But as soon as you kind of get twenty minutes away from this place, you don't, you know, you don't really see the vehicles oh, out no. around anymore. The dune flags. Nope. It, but it when you're here, especially holiday weekend, yeah, yeah, you're just thinking about, you know, the Facebook page. How many people? Yeah. Oh, hey, someone got this random part that you have, and you know, there's yeah. That's all it really comes down to is people you know, people that got stuff in their garage, you know, sticking around. Hey, yep. I got one of those. Come over and grab it. Well, it's like uh. I was having uh, issues with my X3, and it's like I blew a belt, took out a throttle body, found out, for those that are listening, that the Turbo S throttle body is the same as an X3 throttle body, for those that are ever curious. but Same like uh, manufacturer and everything, or just same size? Same Bosch, same part number from Bosch, oh, okay. same everything. Turbo oh, S and X3 have the same throttle body. I found that out that day, because obviously I got a couple Turbo S's in the shop, same part number. A couple X3s, same part number, and I went, no kidding, same plug-in, too. And I'm like, all right, screw it, I'm trying it. Huh, yeah, that is interesting. It worked to the point where um, found out I had other issues besides the <laughs> throttle body, so it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, crap. So I hit up my buddies at uh, 357 who were coming up the next weekend and said, hey, by any chance, because, again, one of their guys is having issues uh, with his uh, four-seater, and he's been tracking down. Don't we love electrical gremlins? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So, hit some sensors up, and, uh, yeah, them them guys have been pretty cool trying to help me figure that out, too. Get help. it diagnosed. Yeah, it, they had a boost pressure sensor, and they had a map sensor for me to borrow, and uh, Chris is like, oh, yeah, I got, I got a couple spares, because he went to, I think, a four bar on his. Okay. So, which... Big turbo E eighty five. Yeah, to be able to read. Yeah, exactly. It's so OEM sensors not enough. Nope. So. That's what always uh 
Yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, I mean, I literally constantly tell people of, like, it It never stops. You know, I do get a no. lot of comments of, like, oh, man, it's awesome to see you just rip this truck all the time and this and that. It's, like, you know, you I, always find I, just the next week link. I just don't post the four to ten hours I work on this thing every <laughs> single week. I feel you like, should. Well, and that's the thing. For me, I'm just bored and sick of it. I go, oh, this again, I'm working on this. And it's, the reality is, is, like, for me, you know, as many laughs as I get out there, it literally, as soon as you fix one thing, Another it, thing it literally, it's just like, are you kidding me? I haven't touched that part <laughs> in two years. <laughs> now all of a sudden that's broken? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, what you need to do is just do a time-lapse GoPro up in the corner of you working on the thing. But yeah, well, that's the problem. Is I already have like about a terabyte of footage oh, of me doing it, and that's why I've kind of stopped. It's like... This just depresses myself. Just, <laughs> just my whole life is on film working on that truck. <laughs> yeah, do like a five minute clip of just time lapse coming, you coming onto the thing and going. All right, break time. All right, and cut and go back to it. Ugh. But that I don't say it, it's addicting. I still still can't like like I said that upper link mount. I still haven't fixed it, but it's one of those things. I'll whatever. I'll muster up the. Hopefully tomorrow morning I'm feeling a little more ambitious and pumped and I'll just kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how I operate, especially with my own stuff. It's like, okay, if I'm going to touch this, I'm not doing anything until I'm done with it. I'm exactly. Not, I'm not going to rip this half apart and then leave it here because then I'll never get back to it. I totally understand where that comes from. It's like, all right, so in order to fix this, I got to pull this, this, and this off and might as well fix those. So <laughs> yeah, Exactly. That That right there is the exact thing. It's like... Because that's already it. I know that I, I know what I gotta fix for that upper link mount, but I know when I'm under there cutting and grinding and taking things off, I gotta take the the link bars off. Probably gonna find bolts that I'm not happy with that are actually a little loose, or and, the heim joints are a little yep. loose. Oh, and, that's actually sloppy. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what that noise has been for the last. Uh, all yeah, this exactly. Summer, you know, and exactly. Then it is. It's like, oh, well, now I gotta get online, order parts. Oh, that's five more days. Okay. Five? Well, you're playing it easy. <laughs> <laughs> well. Depends. Depends on the stuff. Shoot. I generally get. I've been getting pretty lucky dealing with the stuff that I guess I'm dealing with. I've had a couple things that, you know what? Actually, that just reminded me. I ordered some plasma tips for my plasma cutter, and it's like one of those things. I ordered a bunch of them like three months ago, and like they still haven't showed up. Yeah. And I just saw my email. I was like, "Huh? I wonder what I need to do about this. I should probably." Start working on canceling that order that I'm probably <laughs> never going to get these yeah. tips. <laughs> we ordered a Trinity exhaust for a guy, and he's like, hey, did it show up? This was last year when he ordered it. And, hey, do you got that? So we called him up, and, oh, yeah, that that doesn't come across to inventory anymore. It's like, oh, great. So I don't know. I don't take care of the ordering or anything. I'm normally in the back shop. It's like, hey, this guy wants this. All right, cool. But So what's kind of your... Uh... Yeah, if people are coming into Silverback Off-Road, what are you kind of doing and handling? Where What's the, kind of the day in the life of Calvin over at Silverback <laughs> Off-Road? Oh, good Lord. Um, <laughs> day in the life of Calvin. Well, um, during the weekends, it's chaos, I guess you would say. <laughs> um, well, and so you got to add, yep, you guys added rentals this year. Yep. That's probably, uh, if you're doing maintenance and repair and stuff like that, that probably keeps you pretty busy. Yeah, we try to do that as much as we can during the week. Um, if we have a rental go down... Um, obviously we got to get it back up and going as quick as we can if we have the parts. Yeah. Um, cages are the number one thing that we try to keep in stock because we're still keeping the OEMs on. And the reason being is because our insurance, we got to have somebody who stands behind the insurance and liability behind mm. it. 
So if we were to say throw SDRs on our uh, talons, which we'd have to have SDR say and stand behind their cages saying, hey, this is fine. Whereas if we stick with the factory ones, we can go back on the manufacturer and say, hey, someone got hurt in this. We didn't change anything. Gotcha. So which is where the whole liability thing comes into play of why we haven't changed them out. But that's where then you're saying the reality is, yeah, you roll one of those things, you're probably bending the cage. Oh, 100%. And then you got to, yeah, you're swapping a whole upper section or... Yeah. But you, you get two of us on it, and we can bust a cage out in, I think, about an hour. But it's still, you got to take the roof off, you got to take the seat belts off, you got to, uh, gotta, gotta, gotta. So has that been, yeah, I want to hear, what's the... uh What's the number one broken thing on the quad? Do you guys do like the four by four quads, yep. like big old Grizzlies and like or Hondas or whatever you guys yep. have? We got the four fifty Canam Outlanders, and honestly, they've been great. Those things hold up, take the beating out there. Yeah, it, obviously we've changed a couple belts here and there, but they've been taking a pretty good brunt. So I it's th- more so probably the side by side stuff. Yeah, those are when when it's getting sketchy and stuff's actually happening, probably. Yeah, it's definitely the talons more so than everything else. Um, we've had a couple incidences with our four seat Camanders. Um, Can Am right now, well, Can Am for a while has been hard to get parts for. Okay, um, whether, like, oh, yeah, OEM parts. Well, yeah, whether it be plastic cages, even electronics. Um, not sure if anybody's heard, but a couple weeks ago, Can Am got hacked in their inventory, from what I heard. Been, oh, like a system. They got like oh, system yeah. hacked, and now they got they, probably like quantities yeah. all screwed up. Their and, main uh, inventory yeah. got hit, so they're trying to f- sort all that out. And when- yeah, if you work in manufacturing and you've ever worked in a big plant that has to do inventory, I can. That's like the, uh, I've worked in yeah manufacturing where yeah we have insane amounts of steel and just product on hand. Where yeah. that, it's just like you see they hire teams to come in and do inventory, and it's just like. Yeah, this is so easy to screw up. Yeah. <laughs> the whole company is screwed. So now that that all happened, um, we finally heard word, I think it was a couple of days ago, saying of, hey, um, be patient with us. We're slowly getting the thing back together, which I totally understand where they're coming from. I mean, they don't, oh, yeah. obviously don't want this to happen again. So it's like... It just makes me think, I mean, every every day we press more towards an electronic you know, system to where yeah. it's like, that's what happens when... You know, uh, I guess you used to be able to have like an office burning build down and then you lose your filing cabinets of all the Correct. files. Well, now it's like you have a server go down and you go, ah, well, that's where all the info was. Yeah. And we can't get it. Y- you get one little <laughs> bug that takes everything out and now you're screwed because you don't have any paper copies and it's like, okay. Yeah. Now. It's uh, very interesting to see how yeah, that type of stuff play out and yeah, the effect it has. It's huge. Um, But it's, yeah, inventory issues, uh, trying to get parts. Um. Other than, you know, that little th- hiccup, the Talons have been great units. Yeah, what do you think about I I really, I, it's one of those things, like, I you, I really don't see that many of them out there. Seems Maybe I'm just, like, a little oblivious. I, you know, I'm, I tend to focus on, I feel like I see the most X3s out there. And then probably the Turbo Razors. S's now. Yep. Yeah, Razors have always been big. But it seems like in the last couple of years, the Can-Am X3s kind of yeah. stepped up and... That's just me observing and watching them run. But those talons, it's like I still don't really see like a, a quantity of them. I mean, it's like it's kind of like when you go out, like, oh, there's one. Yep. There, there's one. It's not really a big thing up here. I hear it's a big thing down in like trail riding and whatnot because okay. they have a, you know, no gear that are direct drive. Oh, okay. But, they're like snowmobile, like kind of like a snowmobile style clutch where you just 
no. and it lines out. No, nope, nope. Very different. Nope, no CVT whatsoever. Okay. Um, it's all automatic transmission. It's basically got a dual clutch pack in it. Um, but it's all pick and choose what you want to pick your poison as. Yeah. Which is, the Can Ams, okay, yep, they got great suspension. Granted, I'm not a big fan of working on the front ends because in order to pull one side apart, you got to basically pull the other side apart. Okay, the way everything bolts up, you're just Correct. taking it all off. It's not just tab mounts like it is on the Razor, which okay. I love the suspension on the Razors because of that fact. You can just pull this, pull this, and okay. you can pull one arm off. You instead stuff of... one side arm, you're just changing that one arm. Correct. Um, but just being in that industry, it's you, okay, Can-Am did it this way, like Can-Am setup, um, like I like their power, I like their clutches a lot better, I like their suspension rides great. The razors, not a big fan of them. I see way too many in the shop for clutches and motors and transmissions and front diffs and drive line issues, but never any for suspension. Okay. Maybe for ball joints, but that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, um the Articat XXs, I freaking love their rear trailing arms. The fact that they have no rear radius rods, they're actually like a actual trailing arm. Okay. They got the bushings in the front. They got an actual hub. I mean, they're they're a really nice setup. A beefy, kind of more of like a sand car trailing exactly. style I, setup. And instead of doing uh, ball joints, they got uniballs in the front. They got oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. For it, OEM to be uniball. Yeah. It, and then the uh, shock, instead of going to the top upper A-arm, they go down to the lower. Huh. Okay. Which, you know, Can-Am's going to supposedly start doing that here in the next year, and... Polaris just did that with their Pro R's okay. series lineup. Which... Yeah, the new. So is I, that new Pro R? I'm I'm so. Uh, this is fun for me because yeah, it's like <laughs> I literally get to ask questions because I have no clue no, about it, the side by sides. No, that's fine. So like the Polaris, that Turbo S, is that like a new model for 2022? Like new engine, new body, or is that like a build on like 2021s look the same or 2020s look the same? So the Turbo S model. Um, actually ran for, I want to say it was like in 2017 is when the Turbo S started. I want to say somewhere around that area. And then they carried on, um, no, no, I take that back. I, I, 2017, 2018, somewhere around that year. And then in, uh, last year they announced that they're no longer doing the Turbo S. So the Turbo S is, uh, are discontinued. They'll do the Turbo XPs, I think. Well, so maybe I'm thinking of something else. What's the new the new razor that just came out? Well, those thought... those are considered the Pro R's. Oh, okay. So, so that's what I was talking about. I said the wrong. No, uh, no, that's fine. So, side by side, I guess the Pro R. So the Pro R is what is new in 2022. The new body style. Oh, yep. Okay. So okay. back when those came out, um, I want to say it was 2020 before COVID hit, or maybe 2019. Kind uh, of in the middle of it. Summer, right in there. Um, the Turbo S was still around and they came out with the new body style, which was at the time the Pro XP. Okay. It still had the Razor motor, still had the Razor clutches. They had clutch issues, which there was a recall for. Um, the machines were great. They had a great feel. They had a great look. Really liked them. Um, again, not a big fan of Razor, not supporting them or anything, (laughs) but it's still a Razor in my mind. I'm not a big fan. Um, but they had a really nice look. And then this past fall, they announced that they're, disc- like I said, discontinuing the Turbo S and that the Turbo XP, I think, discontinued. 
and then they did the Pro XP, which is their turbo model now, and then they also did a Turbo R, which has the same body style as the Pro R. Okay. But it has the two-cylinder turbo, like the old Razors did, except for a different turbo, different little setup, which, again, heck of a lot easier to pull to bed and work on the things. Okay. Four bolts, pull to bed. Oh, my God, so much. You're at the engine working on it. Exactly. Yeah, sure, it's not the same pop-up, and you can check the plugs real quick, but you pull four bolts, and you have access to everything, which makes changing charge tubes and everything else a heck of a lot easier. But um, same same body style is basically is the uh, Pro R. Okay. And yeah, it. I'm really curious. Um, I'm waiting for the day. I want to know if, if you're listening to this and you know somebody that's ordered one of um the speed UTVs. I'm waiting for a speed <laughs> UTV to show up. Oh, let's go! Aren't we all? I mean, how long has this been? Probably three years now in the making. Hey, I, nothing against Robbie. He's putting out the videos. He's they're getting manufactured from what I see. I'm, I want to <laughs> see one show up in Michigan. I'm sure someone's got one. It's just a matter of when it shows up. Uh, I'm really curious to see. Uh, you know, which I think everybody ever has got their opinions on that. And yeah, you know that obviously, if anyone that's following that, you know that. Yeah, they're a couple years behind on delivery date. Yeah, uh, just a little. Just <laughs> a couple. But looking at them, and I follow Robbie's Instagram, and I've been watching you know, yeah, the, don't we all? the last couple weeks of you know the stuff he's been showing, and it is pretty cool to hear uh, the mindset of a guy that's got a legacy like him, and yes. he's putting that much attention into a car. Yes. To he, that's where, I, I mean, obviously. He, want, he wants it right before he sends it to the public, which I totally understand, which is why it's been taking him so long. But on the other end, if he would have released this like three years ago, he would have been way ahead of You'd every have, yeah, field, maybe data, to be working off of, of doing recalls. He would have been way ahead of everybody, in my opinion, of even Can-Am, Razor, everybody, if he would have released these. In my opinion, again. So, to, looking at what you've looked at the cars and looking at your knowledge, do you think it's something... I don't really know enough. Uh, like I said, I've driven one Can-Am X3, so I haven't driven enough different machines to know the feeling difference and kind of you know, okay. like you're describing. But looking at that thing, do you, do you think it's something that's going to come out and just be like insane and competitive right off the bat for OEM? Or I think it's going to be very competitive. Yeah, right off. I, so that's it. Seems like the model he's going for. He's hoping, yeah, to come out fast, not have a ton of issues to work out, obviously, correct. and bugs, and be up front, probably winning races almost immediately. Oh yeah, I, the fact that he's coming out with two seater, he's coming out with the four seater. All in the same lineup, very similar setup, which if you actually stand back, again, in my opinion, they look very similar to when he was helping design the Articats. Okay. They, they look yep. a little similar if you were yeah. actually to stand back and look at them. It's like, you can see a little bit of the plastic resemblance. You can see a little bit same of the... stylings. Very similar. And it's okay. like, oh, so he hasn't strayed too far, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the motor, if you were to do the horsepower comparison, yeah, it might be very similar to the Pro-R which I hear he might be doing like a 1300cc motor or something like that. I've heard rumor he might okay. have a like a Hellcat key where you have the big power and all that kind something, of stuff. Yeah, you can turn up different exactly. stage tunings on it. Yep. That's what's getting wild anymore is actually looking, um, you know, for me being a pre-runner guy and, yeah, just in my garage hacking crap together and going <laughs> out there going fast, 
that's right. It, it it is very impressive to you know they they've been at the point for a while where side by sides are serious. You know, I watch a lot of off road racing, and there's several times where razors are up where they weren't. Oh, yeah. Didn't used to be a couple of years ago. You know, they've had to rechange running orders and release. Oh, hey, we got to let these guys go actually in their own class, or you know, they're hey they're catching these class eleven cars like that's not, that's not working. Yeah. So like, just to see all that change and to see um. Exactly. You know, the whole Robbie Gordon thing is it's literally just another company getting made to yeah, more cars being bought and put out there and yep, more cars more and cars another brand tune. for people to um vouch for or you know, it's just like vehicles. You know, you got Ford people, Ford, Chevy people, Chevy, Dodge people. Dodge. It's, yeah. It's always been funny to me. My whole my whole life I've never really understood, you know, the diehards. People just well, I'm buying this because my grandpa worked for Chevy my whole life yep. and it's just like I know people that are that way, and they actually like other vehicles. I'm yeah. like, why don't you? Why don't you go just buy the vehicle you like? Well, it might be the reason because they worked on them, and they're <laughs> well, so long. They're like, yeah, I know this issue. But I would never buy one of the motors. So it's funny to see that same stuff happen with the uh, the side by sides, and that's where, like I said, it's funny. Like I literally, well, I've ridden in razors and I've driven one Can Am, and. They have a different feel. They yeah, just off of that basis and me being who I am, it's just like, well, I guess if I was gonna buy one, I always just I would be an X three for me. Just based on what I see out there. Yep. Um just to quick summarize, I mean, a Yamaha, the YXZs, you, you straight up feel like you're in a rally car. Banging gears, just ripping along. you I do like the RPM limits oh that my the God, uh, yeah. the YXZs have. That's RPM range is something that speaks 12, to my heart. And, RPM. Yeah, yep. the, the YXZs really wind out. I had one of those, and I will say probably the most fun I've ever had. I put 4,000 miles on that freaking machine the first year I had it. Um, I actually know the guy who bought it, and he's planning on going big, big with it. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's got like six of them now, my XZs. And, uh, but the X3 feels more like a you know luxury sports car. It's got nice suspension. It's got nice power. It's got a nice feel to it. Razor, you sit up a little bit more like a trophy truck. It's got, you know, it just sits up a little bit taller. Yeah, it's very, it seems like, I don't feel like I noticed the Can-Ams as much anymore, but like two, three years ago, they just look like buses to me. Yeah. Those four C, I'd want you watch them go over Test Hill and just be half inch away from framing out, but then they made it. And I was like, wow, they got right to the limit of what these things were going to be able to do for ride height. Well, when they uh, were put... (laughs) <laughs> funny thing with the four seat can ams is um they come in crates just like everything else so when they come they assemble but they put the cages on they put the dashes in and all that kind of stuff well they never adjust the suspension to the ride height so they leave it low and that is a big freaking spider oh yeah we need to go down here we're <laughs> gonna take a slight break <laughs> <laughs> that is a huge freaking spider. Yeah, those come out at night in here, and then this is what we do to those. Oh, turn you missed them. <laughs> here, <Yeah>. my turn. <laughs> oh my god, that is freaking huge. Yeah, so that's a wolf spider. That's probably a good... Um... <laughs> that guy was feisty. I would describe his body the size of a gummy bear. There's <laughs> a spider that has the body the size of a gummy bear... With legs that probably span a good two inch round. I, I I'd say we'd cover your GoPro, <laughs> not a problem. Yeah, oh, we get those smokes. here in Michigan, and uh, they they like to live right in my woods. And at night, 
for some reason they like to come into light. Nice. So yeah, they uh they crawl under that garage and that right there is exactly how it goes. I'm sitting here working on the computer and yeah, usually I see them about the time they're at my feet and then I start screaming. I grab my torch, <laughs> and a hammer or something. I'm and, seeing them crawl all the way over here and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, he's bigger than I thought. Now I smell burnt spider. <laughs> Mm, yum. Anyways, that fully took me off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were fucking ride height on Can-Ams. Ride height, yeah. So <laughs> they never adjusted the ride height on the Can-Ams, so they sat really low. And you adjust them, I think it's like two inches or so on the... So putting more preload in the, spr- yeah, in the a- spring. A- actually the get them to turn down, but the problem is because they've already been ridden down that low already, they're already starting to sag over a year, mm. and it's like, <laughs> sorry, guys, you, you got to change out springs. that's very interesting that's it's see and that's exactly it's stuff like that where it's like i've watched and obviously i would say then it seems like they probably have addressed that issue in shipping because yeah. it's like it seems like two three years ago you'd see it all the time and now i don't really know they're starting that. to set up higher exactly and that's what i'm saying it's like huh something's some feedback's getting back to the top somehow yeah they're changing so it. they definitely changed things around they I think they started straying away from the smaller tires, which they went to the 32s on a lot of their models. Okay. And it changed the right height when they did that. Yep. Which, definitely, no complaints. Looks great. Yeah. So, let's see. What else we got going on? One of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, <laughs> what's the drag strip stuff been like? You guys, uh, Silverback, picked that up. So, have you been pulling any duties over there? Kind of. Oh, yeah. So... Going back to the day in the life of me over there real quick. <laughs> Welding mechanic, great life over there. Um, we sold the business to Mr. Mike Baker. Again, great guy to work for, have no complaints. And then uh, the track went up for sale, and we all talked about it. And boss man, basically our manager, Brett, he's uh, he went up to him and said, hey, we want to buy the track. And he's like, all right. Didn't even blink from what I heard. And it was like, okay, so uh, we got the track. And again, there's a lot of things because we've been racing there for years. You know, always doing time trials and running with quads and Jeeps and whatnot over the years. And it it's part of the area. You got to keep it going. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that people either come in on deer or fox. Exactly. So it's one of, if you're one of the deer people, you pass the drag strip every time you come here. Correct. And there's always we always try to keep big races going. Like you know, you had the Outlaw Series going here with the big cars over Fourth of July. Um, obviously, we got our local racers. Test and tune is most Fridays, but uh, we also do the uh, UTV takeover uh, races for the Outlaw Series for them. Um, okay. We actually got one going on this weekend that all the big guys from like out west. Uh, we got Phoenix Speed. We got um some local guys uh waylon uh lonnie angel we got 357 you know they're running evo um and then obviously we got some huge events going on with the blog they're uh renting the track out mid-october for their race over so okay yeah they're gonna host uh their own that's kind of that's gonna be cool yep so they can rent the track and they're renting the track and uh yeah it obviously everything has a learning curve you know grading the track trying to do concessions, keeping track of uh, who's camping where, which lots. Um, but we added power service to, oh, uh, oh, I'd say about 30 sites or so. 30 hookup sites for people, yep. for racers, yep. first come, first serve kind of deal. Yep, power. Um, and obviously, eventually, we're planning on doing, you know, a couple campsites eventually for, you know, during the races. Because we're allowed, you know, camping within 24 hours before and after a race, from what I'm told. Okay. 
so long as there is a race. Yeah, so if you have a race on Saturday, you can allow Friday to start camping. And- well, we got Tess and Tune on Friday. You can be oh, okay. you can be there, there Thursday. Thursday till Monday then probably. Correct. Okay. So, you know, I mean, trying to keep that, trying to the, shoot. The biggest thing that we have everywhere is trying to find helpers and workers. Trying yep. to have somebody run the gate, switch them out. All right, go around the kitchen. All right, all right, you're good. No. You go run over the tower and hand up slips. You know, it's just. But uh, yeah, we've we've tried to put a lot of work into the track as much as we have to put into the rentals this year, and it's just been running back and forth this yeah, spring. It's... It it a lot to take on. Don't get us wrong. For the first year of a lot of things, but it learning curve for everything. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of one of those things of like, uh, there's just some people that kind of, I kind of tend, most, most Dune people tend to kind of be like go-getter, kind of just attitude people where it's, you know, you, if you're a person that kind of sits on the couch seven days a week and you don't really have hobbies or do anything, yeah, you're probably not going to really no do any of that stuff. But at the same point, we already all do this stuff anyway. Exactly. We're running around, you know, the other day, like it broke my truck. I went out for, I was supposed to be out there for an hour. I was out there for like four or five hours. By the time I got my truck home, it was just like, you just know. It just happens. Well, you run into somebody you know. You start chit-chatting. Hey, you want to ride? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you go for a couple laps and end up, I totally understand that. Yeah, staying out there a little longer than you should. Yeah, hey, I need to go get fuel like three hours ago. Yep, that's always a good one. <laughs> when I am I can hear it start sucking fumes and then, yeah, I go, oh, how, uh, is mobile open, Silver Point? Oh, it's not too late. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. I, I can't make it to BP. Yeah, I've had several times. I drive back to my house, grab gas cans, hop in my car, drive up to BP. Just I, I've I seen don't. you coming back down on Hero, and it's like, hey, <laughs> yo! I've had those times where I'm like, I don't know if I'll make it, and I don't want to find out. I'll just take the car and gas cans. <laughs> eh, minor detail, but yeah, one of those. Maybe I should install a gauge, and then I wouldn't have to worry about it. But you know, <laughs> I'm fixing. I'm fixing ripped off upper link mountains now instead. Instead of doing gas gauges. Yeah, at least you're not ten feet wide like our first one. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't remember Hammerhead? Oh yeah, we got a good thing you brought that up because I totally wouldn't have. I forgot we've talked about this. Oh, I'm so excited now. Oh, good lord! All right. So yes, we got you. Uh, are you you were at the owner? You helped build it with a buddy, right? Yep. So it was actually my buddy Brody. Who? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce. So everyone should remember the Red S10 <laughs> with the A arm suspension that was ten foot wide that in the you front. You couldn't fit on a trailer. Nope. <laughs> it probably was running over both lines down the road. Oh, it was it was in between the lines. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah? Oh okay. yeah. So yeah, if you've been coming up for years, you've probably seen it. Um, you came up. It was probably a 20, holiday weekend. Twenty sixteen. I think we tried to get it out there for uh, fourth or either Labor Day. I'd say I remember. I think driving like around the drag strip and pat. Even like yeah, definitely a double take thing where I was like. You do a double take, you see the front of it, it passed me, and then you do a double take and you look and you go, is that a stock rear end in this <laughs> Yep. <laughs> What's going on? Well, we had such big game plans for it, <laughs> and we we built the arms. We were going to do a bunch of work that winter, but I wasn't going to build the arms twice. So first draft, yeah, they were a little weak, and then braced them up, plated them, did this, did that, but the option... Our original game plan was to center mount them. Once we moved the motor and LS swapped it, because we still had the stock S10 motor in it, <laughs> but 
Yeah, that never happened. So we're now known, but it made Speed Society, Gas Monkey Garage, and oh yeah, that thing went pretty viral. Of uh... oh yeah, it went huge, way more huge than we both thought. So what? Uh, yeah, what was the actual? It's just a truck you guys had around. You it was have... actually his daily driver at the beginning. Okay, so then yeah, hey, and, and also I'm I don't even know what year this would be, but definitely the pre runner scene is not what it is like today. No, it was you know that time. I think I was drove. I was in the dunes in my daily. Like back then, yeah, I had a dirt bike and had like a lifted pickup. That was my daily. Yeah. That I would bring in and then like play just enough that I think I wouldn't break it because I had to drive to work on Monday. Gotta drive it home. Remember, yeah. you gotta drive it home. You gotta stupid. drive it home. <laughs> so that was, and it was very much like my bike riding days. I remember so many more like old, just lifted trucks. Yeah. Like, nobody had suspension. Well, remember like 20 years ago, for example, how many drag banshees did you see on the drag strip? Times have definitely changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, you know what, bringing that up, yeah, Labor Day just happened. And yeah, I don't think I actually even, I'm sure they're out there, but I didn't even see one go make a pass. I don't sit at the drag strip all day, but anytime I was by, I didn't even see any of them sitting around. I can probably count, there was probably two or three that I saw, and don't get me wrong, it's just not the same. No. When they go by, it's like... Oh, two stroke. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh, we are starting. We've reached that age bracket where we now we are starting to oh, remember the days. Remember, yeah, unfortunately, remember the days of you know. It's only our days were only maybe ten years ago, but we got some days to remember the good old days. Yeah, and it really. I mean, it was though. It's like the transition of you just don't see the amount of trucks up there anymore, no. and that. That's all I remember being up there for is like riding my dirt bike around and I rode a dirt bike. If you were a dirt biker quad, you were the, about the fastest guy in the dunes. Oh, yeah, 100%. For sure. And that, then you'd have some sand car guys that would rip. And then obviously bit. you had your 1000s at the time because that was the time yep. frame. You didn't have the turbo models yet. Yep. But yeah, side by sides were just starting to get big. And yeah, seeing that transition of, you know, over the years, especially seeing trucks that I've seen trucks for years up there with stock suspension. And then all of a sudden, yeah, one winter, some dude gets a bug and goes, all right, long travel. Yep. And then the thing pops back out next summer and now it's ripping and can catch up and yeah. rip the whoops. So yeah, that progression of, uh, it does make me constantly think, you know, well, yeah, what's another five, 10 more years look like. Cause uh-huh. right now it seems like everybody wants to go fast and everybody wants to go fast. And, well, how many long travels, how many quads and bikes? I mean, I, not everybody has money to go buy a sand car. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, I miss the days of the sand cars, but I miss the days of the mini buggies even more. Remember yeah. when XTC was around? We were throwing uh, crotch rocker motors in those things. Yeah, the, like kind of the mid-travel buggies, I would yep. say. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you don't even really see any of those anymore. No, People see- are taking like Vita bug chassis and going, ah, stick A-arms on it. Let's, yeah. I want some shocks and bypasses. Let's yeah. go. Cut the front off. But, shoot, I'd probably see two or three mini buggies back when, yep. shoot, 10, 15 years ago. You were seeing probably 20 or 20 a month. Yeah. the the My favorite's the the guy that still runs, the, like, the two-seater V-dub wheelie machines. That's the yep. same thing. Guys are used to cutting brakes all up and down Test Hill, doing spins, 180s, wheelie in it. It's like, if you're lucky, I think I've seen one guy this summer doing that. Yeah, in, in one of those old bugs where, and then exactly, I sat there and watched him the whole time. I was like, "Oh, this is the only time I'm going to see this all summer." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our buddy Frank Fath, he's got a Corvair and his mini buggy, and that's all he does is he does figure eights on test hill. Okay, yep, yep. Just, just spinning around, cutter just pick break. it up. Yep, that it. Times have just changed, unfortunately, but 
not complaining. I'm, I'm seeing horsepowers. I'm making friends, and but it's just I miss the old days of when you're seeing the, yeah. the fast stuff on the drag strip. Yeah, it seems like. Well, and yeah, the the drag strip something that's progressed. You know, back bike riding days, yeah, it was easy to park a truck at the drag strip, and yep. that kind of that was like, no, oh, this would be the spot. I'll just kind of take off from here. I'll come back, take breaks, gives me something to watch. And yeah, the era of tr- lines of trucks after trucks after trucks. You know, and I know I know some of those guys have gotten hammered pretty hard on sound ordinance the last couple of years. You oh, know, yeah, some of that type terrible. of stuff. Those guys don't even come in anymore, and that that's yeah, it changes it. It changes the whole mood out there. It does. I mean, um, one of the guys that comes to mind is Todd Gillen. Um, he got keep getting hit for noise. Yep, on yep, his car yep. with the blower, and it was just like, nope, can't. Especially on Fourth of July and Labor Day weekends, it's like, come yep. on, guys. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, you know, yeah, the politics side of it. <laughs> Seeing how much, that's been the stuff. The older you get, back when I was nineteen, riding on a dirt bike, I mean, I didn't know any one thing that was happening. No. <laughs> I knew when I showed up, uh, ride, go home. Where now, yeah, I get a little more involved. I try to pay attention to what's going on, and yeah, just the stuff that's kind of going on sometimes with, yeah, the the inconsistency. Really, that's what it is. Yep. You know, one weekend hey, they'll check for spark wrestlers, one weekend they'll look for yeah. sound checking. Which, I'm kind of in one of those things where it's like, well, I don't want to complain too bad because then they're just going to do it every weekend all the time. Yeah. You know, at least, you know, that's kind of my mindset. You know, I try to, I always just try to mind my P's and Q's. Yeah, you know, exactly. I do the same thing in my truck when I'm on the road with a cop. I'm I'm already doing 55 and my two hands are on the wheel. I'm not doing anything little, but I see a cop and I start doing 40. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Roll my windows down and, I mean, that's. It's the feeling I have in my truck, though, out there. I do the same thing. I'm the the speed zone is always one. I'm of the beach area. With the beach area, because it's like I always we're right on the outer skirts. I know yeah, when we, we do our we laps. float we float on that east side of the thing, and anytime I'll be ripping around it. Yeah, you're doing 50, 60, and that sign's ten feet away from you. Yeah, and it's like, well, technically, it's twenty five on that side. But then I see not, DNR come around the corner. And I go, well, I'll go twenty five over here too because I see you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just, I don't we don't want to debate the uh, where's the beach end, where's it start. <laughs> exactly. Where, th- yeah, so, some of that stuff is, especially it's a bummer for people that uh, don't get up here all the time. Yeah, you know, for the people that I, I do see come up here like a holiday weekend, and then yeah, they, they, uh, they just don't understand maybe some of that stuff, and then you get no, yeah. tagged and hit, and it's just like, Ugh. well. <laughs> the funny it's hard to read a little tiny sign when you're having as much fun as you have out there. No, I, <laughs> we all had our first time. I have, yeah, we can all agree that there's always that first time on the dunes where, oh yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, man, I wish I could do this every day. And we all remember every single time that we have forgot our flag at home. Well, I got to buy stickers. I'd say it's about 150, 180 bucks every time that you got to buy stickers and a flag at the same time. It's about that. Uh huh. Because flags are about. Four, oh yeah, four, I guess I'm not thinking. 45, I've had flags for like yeah. ten years. <laughs> we all got flags, but flags are like forty five bucks. Oh, not to mention your stickers. And then you and need then, a mount if you didn't have one. Yeah. You know, so oh, wow. yep. Yeah, you're already one hundred and fifty bucks. And of course, if you want to buy anything extra, hey, uh, I need a tire pressure gauge. Oh hey, I need a deflator because oh hey. Hey, what's a good tire pressure run? 20 PSI? No, 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 no. Drop yeah. that sucker Lower, down to like 15, 12. Yeah, and people are like, can I just rent a flag? Nah, sorry, we don't offer that service. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things I've never envied 
having being like a, a ranger job no. and dealing with uh, answer questions all day. Because <laughs> you got guys like us who we we every one of us act like we own the place when we roll in. Hey, what's yeah. up? I'm back again. Yeah, we're there every single day, and it's like, hey. <laughs> and then you got these other. I get in line, and then yeah, you got. I see this family of four in their jeep, and they're pulling up, and hey, so where do we go? And that. Come on, let's go. I got whoops to hit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're in the minivan, and it's like, oh, okay. Don't you know to go down the road? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to look for the walking area. That's that way. Uh, oh, yeah, man. it's very, I say it's uh, It's funny, The even myself, of like how kind of inconsistent I get in that attitude where, like I said, sometimes I do, you get that feeling where it's like roll in and out. They. Especially like holiday weekends, I'll go in oh, three, God, four, five times a day, and it gets to the point where after they've seen you once for the day, they just kind of they don't even let you stop anymore. Oh yeah, good, keep going, whatever. You've been in and out. We also, yep, they've seen my truck a few times. Yeah. So I generally, it's one of those. Uh, I was going in the other day, and there's I don't know the kid's name, but one of the summer workers, he's always yep. I never stop. He sees me, and I stopped the other day. And I go, I want to feel like everybody else. I want you to look, I need you to look in here and make sure I got my seatbelt on. Seatbelt's on. You got the coolers? Nope. Uh, there might be a secret stash somewhere. And, uh, you gotta I really find wanted it. the full experience of Silver Lake. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, having the memorable, memorable vehicles. I mean, I had a Jeep uh, two years ago. I, I could sneak in, you know. Uh, you got any, Nope, uh, we're all set. Okay. Felt normal. You jump in the side by side, and they all know it because it's labeled, and they're like, "Oh, hey, yeah, cool." Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. It it is fun. It definitely yeah. I'm definitely not complaining about it. It's just funny to acknowledge it and see it happening. And like I said, it's generally that's where it is. It's yeah. It's like going to the dunes and yeah, family in front of me talking, and there's that that first little reaction of like, "What? What's going on? Why does the line stop?" And then it's just like, "Oh, you'll be in in five minutes. Chill, chill. Yep. Out. It's not the end of the exactly. world." <laughs> Especially when you're like the next guy in line, you when you got like thirty behind you, and they're trying to all figure out what's going on. All right, we got to go back to it because I don't know how we got on a tangent, but the <laughs> the, the hammerhead. Oh, so, okay. The S10 that was called hammerhead. So, what was uh, a little rundown on uh, the path of it and kind of where what ended up with it? <laughs> well, we were I was tr- really hoping to see about a whatever that would have been like a ten foot wide rear end if you made it match. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that off-road app was actually coming out at the same time, so everyone's like, ah, see, it's practical, and it's like, well, no. Um, We were actually trying the gun for an A-arm setup and still kind of, well, basically eventually turned into something like your truck, a pre-runner setup, do like Deaver Springs in the rear at the time, we were thinking that, and then eventually work our way up to like a three or four link, and then... uh, That's how we got on a tangent. We got talking about, yeah, the time period, and yeah, not exactly like there was not trucks no Uh, it's kind of one of those things that i i remember uh that truck made an impact on me you know and i would say maybe somewhat impacted me to kind of go for my build in a way if i'm thinking about it because it really was of that time period it was very rare to see somebody like do try like something something like that I will say everyone gave us crap for it. You know, the bump steer must be terrible in it. We had, realistically, we had rear suspension uh, shocks on the front, which it rode really smooth in the front. It it drove great down the road. I had no complaints. We just basically lengthened the steering arms out. Um, tie rods. Um, I did actually get pulled over in it 
coming from the dunes, <laughs> heading back to the campsite. And he's like, you're a little wide. I went, all right, uh, vehicle's off. Here's proof of insurance and all that stuff because it's my buddy's truck. I'm just driving it home. He's still talking. And he's like, all right, so, uh, yeah, you're a little wide. And I went, well, what's the legal width? And he's like, to be honest, I don't know off the top of my head. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, whew. It's wide enough that it made me want to pull you over. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> he, he was actually really cool. He, he uh, We walked around the truck, and he's like, man, it's actually really cool. And it's like, made sure we had taillights and headlights and all that kind of stuff, which were LED bars at the time, but it worked. Um, but he's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing some marker lights up here for, you know, your tires and maybe sucking it in about a foot and making it look <laughs> reasonable. And I went, eh, okay. You want to lop a foot of your A-arm off and build it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not something you hear too often. <laughs> yeah, you can lose a whole foot off the side. <laughs> but, yeah, it, no, I explained to him I planned on moving everything in already, so it would be eventually two feet narrower which would actually look normally like a pre-run yeah nowadays the width that people are kind of at. yeah you throw some fiberglass fenders on the thing after we would have sucked the air arms in it would have looked like a normal pre-runner to today's specs today's and yeah and that's why that's why i say it's uh it is such a cool thing of like you know that's well and that's what makes silver lake such a great place is like there's got there's thousands of people that have a story about seeing that hammerhead s10 out of the dunes <laughs> and going you know and like it's yeah, you probably made jokes, made fun of it. Yeah, but I know I was one of those person going, huh? They look like they're having kind of a lot of fun in that thing. Oh, we had a riot. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, was, huh? It was that only looks interesting. It was only two wheel drive, so it was definitely a little bit fun. and had to actually plan ahead of where we parked on the dunes, but it it got around great. We had a riot. I'm, the front I, was really smooth. The Tail end was not so much. <laughs> I'm going to have to have you uh, send me a picture of that thing so I can post it on the, uh, <laughs> the page so people can have a reference to look at if they're listening and don't know what we're talking about. Because, yeah, it's kind of kind of brings me into, yeah, it's like things of Silver Lake. There's like uh, everybody's got those vehicles that it's like when you think of Silver Lake, you probably got like five or six maybe trucks that come to mind or guys or drivers or cars or whatever it is. You're like, oh, this is the car. I hope this dude's up here. I hope. Yeah, I don't even know the guy's name, but I hope that truck's there. Yeah, you know, and that was something iconic, something that you, you know, remember. Yeah, being fourteen, fifteen, you know, starting to go up there before I even had a license. Most of the time was just watching stuff, and that's all I did was just watch and go. Oh, I want one of those. That's yeah. cool. That's the coolest thing out here, you know. And then transitioning now to being in the in that stage of one of those things where yeah i've got a truck and people yeah there's they the know it's mine. now yeah they know it's mine and they go oh man this thing's sweet i hope are you gonna be out there you're gonna be ripping and you know that's that's the incentive that when i do rip the frame you know it's like i really don't want to work on that thing right now <laughs> but this weekend's night run and i want to run out there with everyone else and have exactly. fun and not unfortunately i live close enough to the dunes i can hear it Yep. So that's uh, I've spent days where I go, you know what? I could work on it all morning and have it out there by the night, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna sit in my house all day and watch TV. Yeah. And then that night I'm in my garage working. And I go, you idiot! Why, <laughs> why did you work on this? <laughs> you could have worked on it to have it all ready for tomorrow. Yeah. It's like you don't even watch anything good on TV. Yeah. It's just the football game. No. <laughs> so it's kind of that, you know. There's I get motivated all the time of 
I might not be that motivated to do something I need to do. And I do, I might get a message. Hey, I'm coming. You know, I only come two times a year. I'm coming this weekend. You get that last minute message and it's like, dang it, the truck's broke. Yeah. And exactly. It's like, you know what? I don't know who you are, but that's just enough to get me going. (laughs) (laughs) All I needed to hear. Yeah. No, you got some really unique features about your truck. I love the tailpipe, how it looks kind of like a horns in the back. Oh yeah. That was, um, Bryce Menzies trophy truck inspired me. I'm a big fan of Menzies. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to touch my fingers on one of his vehicles and <laughs> get my hands on one of those. But watching his stuff, the videos he puts out, the quality is insane. And uh, there's these drone uh, helicopter shots of his truck. And mm-hmm. they've, they've just got these like ceramic-coated, bull, I call them bullhorns. And I shape mine differently. I didn't make them exact. But that truck, uh, as soon as I saw those, I was like, oh, I'm going to make those. And then that's why I was like, well, I can't make Price Menzies, I gotta do something. Yeah, gotta make it yours. So he's got nice, not sharp ends. You know, nice and smooth. You can't cut yourself. I put nice, <laughs> wicked sharp, rusty points. I absolutely on them. <laughs> love the look of them. Really do. I've only cut my arm once on them. Working on. I used. I used to have a toolbox up in there, and I don't anymore. But getting in that probably toolbox, should put it, was, it back in. <laughs> well, was, so the problem was is you have to reach around super sharp, pointy cut exhaust, uh-huh. and not cut yourself. And then as you go in, there's just more snake of exhaust that you have to not burn yourself on. So after burning myself and cutting myself several times, I went, ah, I'll just make a tool bag that goes in the truck. Yeah, probably not a bad call. <laughs> it's still, it It performs great. I think. The wood dash. A lot of people love the wood dash, and they don't realize how functional it is. That, that is for those moments when people, you know, people love when they're strapping in for a ride. You know, hey, have you ever flipped this thing? I go, uh, can you knock on that dash for me? That's That's a bad question to lead with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's not throw some juju in here. Uh, Let's give me a little double take on that. Yeah, Let's just move on. Yeah, we're flying through the air. (laughs) This ain't good, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I like the wood dash. So yeah, a lot of people, oh, wood dash, that's cool. And it's like, no, I put that in there. I'm very superstitious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've. I've had moments where I've been ripping and I've I've given a couple knocks on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to jinx me, dang it? Uh, no, nah, it it performs great. It's it's a really good looking truck. Yeah, it's wild. Um, it's wild, kind of being in the position I feel I'm in. It's one of those things where, like I said, it's like I I remember being 14, 15, sitting in the back seat of an extended cab pickup with my knees, and then and my watching teeth. everybody else ripping. Yeah, around and just on watching guys going, man, someday, someday I'm gonna have something that can do something. <laughs> and, you know, I know like, the feeling. That that feeling still burns to where exactly like when I'm out there, I try to live it up as much as I can, try to understand. And you know, I've had many a time. I've the time I blew my motor up at the bottom of a test. I worked for three, four days, swapped a motor in. Went right out there, blew it up in five minutes, first lap. <laughs> and I think even my wife, Shelby, was, you know, like, kind of eh, walking on eggshells around me, kind of like, hey, um, so how you doing? You know, and it was I'm like, right. yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know what? I think I didn't put the right oil pump in it. And, you know, and it just, oh. I'm able to go to a place, and that's what it was. I dug into it and turned out, and. I thought back to three days before when I was doing research on about how I should put a different oil pump in it. And I went, well, that won't be here for eight days. And I want to drive this weekend. So I put the OEM one put in. Put the it. other one in. Yep. And then I blew it up. And then I sat at the bottom of the hill and I went, hmm, the internet was right. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so, those moments. Kind of one of those things where I sat there and you went, you know what? I'm not that mad. 
because I did actually Google this. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't like the answer, and I, I said no. The answer. <laughs> so you know what? I've had enough. And two, it's like at that point I've been driving the truck. You know, now when I break it, exactly, it's like man, I don't even know how many times I've been out there yeah. anymore. I can't even count. So. Exactly, like upper frame, like it ripped off. Same thing. Had people like, oh man, yeah, minor that detail. Sucks. It's minor like, detail. Ah, you can cut all that off and make a new one. Yep. I just gotta get it home first. That's the part that always gotta get it off the dunes. Gotta yep. get it home. As soon as I saw that one little frail little oval hole still welded to the frame, <laughs> I knew I had hope. Yes. It's <laughs> like we we got something to bolt to. Oh, your buddy had a generator and a welder. We could. He did. Just... Yeah, he did say that at the back of the day. He's like, oh, we can't weld this thing. All right, cool. That's knock on wood. I got a wooden desk I'm knocking on right now. I was, I'm about to say I, I have not had to weld anything on the dunes yet. Yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, here, I'll knock for you. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, speaking of, I, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't think I've seen any, like, welding ever going on out there. I not, Yeah, not around I'm sure here. somebody's pulled uh, the Probably jumper cable west. and battery. Yeah. With the stick, the the welding rod. Do a MacGyver and try to get the quarter welded, yeah. I'm sure someone's doing it. Yeah, I need to find it. If you've done that, I want to see some pictures or video, <laughs> I need to, and then we'll get you in and talk about it, because welding on the dunes. Yeah. That would be a pretty interesting story. So I'd like to happen? see, uh, I'd like to be the fly on the wall while you got a whole setup welding on the rig and when the DNR rolls up. <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> Don't mind us. We got the fab shop. Just no building. <laughs> yep, no building. We're uh, just trying to get off the dunes. Thank you, officer. See you, bye. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Of uh, It, it is kind of crazy. It's like the other day being out there and ripping that. It's like all weekend I was doing night run stuff. I didn't even go to the dunes till like 8. Yeah. And then I ripped nonstop for two hours. And then I drove it home. And then that Monday I'm out there. It was like whatever, like 1 in the afternoon. And I broke. And that's all I thought of was like, and it it really didn't. That's what kind of made me probably not pissed that my truck was broke because I instantly was going, "Oh my god, I'm glad this didn't happen the last three nights when it was pitch black yeah. out here, and I'm on the complete north side of the dunes and nobody might. No seen one really me. goes back there. Yeah, it's just like that would have been fun uh, conversation with the DNR <laughs> at nine thirty, going, "Hey, so what are you gonna do? Uh huh. Good question. Leave it here <laughs> for tomorrow. Nah." It- Night runs this weekend, and I'm actually looking forward to that because a whole oh, hour man. of darkness is just going to I be- had I I haven't had that much fun at night run. Well, the last two nights we've had, you know, two weekends ago, we had about an hour. Last weekend, it was like an hour and a half-ish. This weekend, yeah, it's pushing hour 45, two hours of darkness that we get. Yeah. And it's, it's wild. Like, I was going hard and to the point, too, where I, had, I did enough laps during the day. To kind of like, okay, hey, I got a, I got my, you got a good line. I got my lines going. So now going into darkness, now you're I, all set. yeah, you're all set. You just gotta watch out for stumps. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they move in the middle of the night. But, I yeah, swear, that's the thing about night ride. That's what we're getting. At. I'm doing lines and I'm flying over hills. I'm going. I haven't seen that stump all day. Where'd that come from? And you're swerving. You're like, and then as soon as that happens, like. Well, was I 30 feet over? Well, now, the what's over on the backside of this one? Yeah. Uh, am I back on my line? Oh, hey, look, it drops off instead of just nice cruise roller. Yeah, no. Yeah, that kind <laughs> of stuff, it is it is one of those things of uh, being someone, yeah, you're a local, you rip enough laps where it's just like, you really don't get to think of, like, the, dune, the dunes changing. I know a lot of people, if you're someone that comes here once a month, or you come here only on holidays, you know, very limited. Yeah. That's like how my duning started was like holidays only. I came here two, three times a year and that was it. It was either whooped up or really smooth. Yeah. And it was always, 
it took a little bit to, oh, wow, this weekend is drop-offs, or this weekend everything's tabletop. Like, yep. it would be very different. Yeah. Where now, I'm out there enough. I come in the gate, and I'm ripping a line that I was ripping yesterday. And sometimes yep. I go, oh, the wind blew a little foot lip on that. Ooh, sweet, little drop-off. And, like, you kind of, uh, I know for me, I forget, like, just kind of how intimidating that place actually can be to people. That, oh, like, yeah. Gets- you're just showing up, and you're like, Ugh, uh, the last time I was here, it was five-foot drop-off, so I'm going to be a little timid. Yeah. And then I come flying, and you're like, no, it's fine. It's <laughs> stuff. That's it, kind of where I'm at. You do a first cruise lap, and it's like, all right, I know how the dunes are. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can. It's it's kind of one of those things. If you have enough time that you can just do a couple hills, and you're going to know. Uh-huh. You know, you go over tests, and yeah, it's wind. You're like, oh, okay, we had a wind direction change, so everything's going to be gnarly, super soft on the front. Yep. Like, okay, I know I got to hit stuff. And yeah, it's... It's like a such a second nature thing. It, and, it really is. And that's the thing. I mean, I know it's one of those things I always think about as cool as I think I am ripping around and fast and blah, blah, blah. I do think about those people that are probably scared and got two hands on the wheel, death grip, and they're looking left and right. And then I'm flying at them at, as fast as I'm going. And I know where I'm going, but they're sitting there staring at me going, Freaking oh, out. what's going on? That's <laughs> the one know? thing I absolutely love is giving rides to you know my friends that bring their friends up and it's like oh you gotta give them a ride you gotta give them a ride it's like all right jump in so i'd taken them for a lap and i'm just doing the normal cruise like i normally do yep and i look over and they're freaking out and it's like yeah i'm actually going up the hill about 50 mile an hour and then you're ripping around the dunes at about 70 now on the x3 and it's like "Eh, yeah well okay we're doing 70 and it it's normal because you're used to it and then you look over and they're still freaking out and by the second lap they're finally starting to calm down to your driving style and it's like "Eh." what it's like (laughs) yeah that's a i kind of describe to people that's the same giving rides i i love to give rides when my truck's running (laughs) (laughs) i know that feeling too when it doesn't have issues it's more so there's many a times my truck is at like 80 percent. there's some issue going on but i it's either like not that big of a deal like maybe it is like a kind of a noisy loose heim or something where you're like okay it's squeaking it's definitely a little loose but i'm just gonna go out there i'm not gonna be launching it i'm just gonna kind of but then people see you hey you want to take me for a ride and oh sure so then and then exactly like you thinking about that and i've been having trans issues i've been trying to figure out i've had days and people see me go by at 7,000 RPM and, what? You don't have any issues? What are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm just mad right now. I'm just taking my aggression out. <laughs> That's why. Well, it's like mine. I can't run full boost right now, but it's like, it's enough to scare, you know, somebody who's new to this. Yep. For me, it's like, yeah, I'm not giving it all she's got. And it's like, no, man, this thing rips. It's like, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> exactly. That's where a lot of times I give rides out. I'm generally, and I do it because I don't really need to be pushing my limits with people in there but no i, it, I go like a 60 80 percent of what i know yeah. i can handle and then exactly in my head doing 60 percent, it's fun eh, ooh, this is fun but yeah exactly i'm i'm kind of like one-handed arm on the thing yep, you're relaxed you're going you're... through like two foot whoops at 60 and you're like yeah but i can do 80 yeah <laughs> so like and they're like <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're like no you should Literally, wait, wait till it's in third gear and we're at 7,000 RPM the next lap. We'll yep. open it up. That's fun. And yeah, it's just that exactly looking over and seeing those people of any time of my, uh, I gave a bunch of rides Labor Day weekend and it was a good reminder of exactly that. Cause yeah. it's, I was just like setting sections up. 
throwing yep. the truck sideways, and then like, okay, now I'm gonna open it up, and yeah, like, oh, my God, this is insane. You're like, oh, hang on, I was that was just <laughs> hold a on, setup. we're not even there yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, uh, me and my uh, buddy Jake, we actually had a bachelor party called a shop one time, and they're like, hey, can we give rides? This was before the rentals, mind you. So they're like. Yeah, we can give rides, but it'll be after five when we get out. Oh, yeah, sure. So we started giving rides, and there was probably about 25 guys. And me and him are just, all right, jump in, buckle up, you know, and we take him out, do our hot lap. You know, me and him are going back and forth of who's leading, who's catching first. And at that time, the spot on the north end where we were doing wheelies was still good, and we were wheeling it up, and they're all having a riot. And the the bachelor actually got to ride with uh, my buddy Jake and his uh, turbo razor uh, turbo XP. And he was actually the last one I gave a ride to in my X three. And it's like, all right, I'm going full ham, like break belt mode. <laughs> He's oh, yeah. like, all right. So did a lap, um, coming back around and blew a belt back by the bathrooms. And it's like, man, what was that noise? It's like, it was a belt. He's like, Oh, I need help changing it. It's like, it'll take two seconds. Give me one sec take the belt out, put a new belt in. He's like, that's all it took. It's like, yep, we're all set. Let's go. So jump back in it. Obviously my, like I said, my belts are kind of pre-used already from the trailer rides. And so went for a lap and he's like, man, that was holy crap different. And he definitely got a feel for our driving styles, how the machines handle. And those guys had a freaking riot for how we gave laps. And it just, to us, it's like, this is what we do every day. <laughs> and these guys are ecstatic and they, they tipped us like 300 bucks each. And yeah, we, it was enough to pay for the belt. <laughs> yep. Some belt, some fuel, you know, now that's one of those things of, uh, yeah, probably it, it's anytime you get to a point where, yeah, you start getting like complacent and relax of it's, it's a luxury really. You're wow. Okay. I'm like relaxed at just driving a vehicle off road at 60 to 70 miles yeah. an hour. All the time, because yeah. I just do it all the time. And then exactly, you stick this person in there that they're not used to it. <laughs> they've never even been to Silver Lake. I've had multiples of those. They just they've never been there. And then it's like, oh, can I get a ride? I get interacted or somehow someone knows me. Hey, this person's never been here. We want to. Would you take them for a ride? We just have a stock pickup. And I'm like, okay. And then you gave them for a ride. And then they get. It's just like shockless looks on their face. Yeah. Because then I'm like, okay, well, don't ride in anything else because it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. <laughs> it's not that. And then, yeah, there's just like, uh, especially with the old pickup, he sees a lot of people. It's just like, you know, I would have not expected a 52-year-old truck to do those things that it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, uh, it's not really a 52-year-old anymore. The body might be. Yeah, the, the sheet metal is the only thing that's 52 <laughs> years old. No, when I uh, first got my girlfriend over here, it's like, all right, we're going for the Jeep first ride. So you can actually appreciate the X3. So we're we're in the Jeep, and I got a 95 YJ at the time, and the thing climbed everything in first gear, and leaf spring suspension, yeah, just, just six-inch lift, just rough, but rough ride. And that thing, they climbed everything. She's like, oh, man, this is fun, great views. And it's like, all right, now you got a taste for this. <laughs> Let's go jump in my other toy. So, and actually went for a ride in that, and she freaking loved it, and she has no complaints about my driving. She still rides in the passenger seat, so that there's helps. that. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped that Shelby's always down to ride with me, and she she likes it. I I yeah. know guys that um, just 
one guy in particular I know, just due to motion sickness, his his wife just can't ride in the car. She just gets like yeah. motion sickness, insane, and where, you know, it's one of those things of uh, you know, I I have times I notice for me it's like. Uh, I have more fun when I get to take my. Pretty much, I go out there and then I try to scare my wife and <laughs> like, hey, you've been. I haven't heard a scream in a while, so let's do something sketchy. Exactly. That's when I'm pushing my limits. You know, when I'm when I got random strangers in there, like I said, you get the sixty, eighty percent ride. But yep, I get my wife in there and I go, all right, I've been practicing, son. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I told her that when I started the X3, like you said, it was about sixty percent eight ride, and it's she's like, oh man, that was. You're crazy, and she, like I said, got used to it, and I said, that's not even normally all out. She's like, no way, and then one weekend when we were, um, me and the bunch of guys, I, I want to say it was before the holiday weekend last year, and we started going just hot lap after hot lap, just not caring, hitting some nice rollers, doing wheelies, and just doing hot laps, all of it, and she's like, okay, that was a bit more than usual, and it's like, yep, <laughs> yep, that was uh, that was getting closer to all of it. There was no lift. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that that's when probably a, it's probably if my whole life has been that way with adrenaline chasing the adrenaline spike. But like for me to have fun is when I can get as close to uh, that ragged edge. Yeah, pretty much like flat out saying it is like getting as close to wrecking my truck as possible without wrecking it. Yeah. Doing something that you. You know, uh, I'm one of those, when I get adrenaline spike, I laugh. And so <laughs> yep. it's one of those, I'm in my truck, and I'm doing something, and we're flying, and yep, the wife, she might be, she's not one of, you know, you get someone new, and they start, they love grabbing. Start, no, yeah. What am I grabbing? What am I grabbing? Because I'm freaking out. Straight up tell them, just keep your yep. hands right here in the harness. She's chill. You know, I always look at people's arms off the corner of my eye, you know, so it's like, oh, going crooked and this and that. But any once I start laughing... Then she know what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> it's like, you know, they're like, whoa, that was crazy back there. And I'm then, yeah, it's usually me. We have, I have mics in mind, so it's usually me on the intercom. Oh, yeah, we almost rolled, and I felt we were on those two tires, and I felt it come back down. Woo, that was crazy. Yep. You know, and it's like, Man, that was a riot. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just send it off a test next time. Yeah. Uh, those are the moments that, for some reason, yeah, that's what really gets me going of just going for that ragged edge moment. And, you know, to the point, even honestly, like, I was, I'm actually pretty impressed I ripped that upper frame out off the frame. Cause when that happened, I was doing about 70, second gear wide open in those. And that's when you started hearing the clunk. Well, yeah. So it was those sunset, it was sunset hill whoops coming around. So, yep, going over the hill, and it's almost like a. You don't really jump, but you get weightless yep. down into the whoops. That's on that G out is where I let go. So, I mean, I was second gear 70, and yeah, it was. I had done a couple laps. Uh, it was, probably was like my seventh lap on that line. Yep. And it was one of those ones where that spot, I generally come over, and I, I when I go over hills, I like, I'm fully usually lifted off the gas. And then as soon as I see it's clear, I get back on. Yep. This is one of those ones where I was going at that hill, and I was flat footed. It, the truck don't, you know, it just, you know when you're, like, going faster. Yes. You're like, wow, I don't know what happened. I got traction somewhere, but we're going faster than the last seven laps of this thing. And that little voice in my head said, don't lift, don't lift, don't lift. <laughs> so I didn't. And I was like, all right, you know, and there's extra strategies. So then I'm like, okay, left or right, left or right. As soon as you see somebody, if there's someone there, brakes, left or right. Like, yep. all that's going through my head. And I come over that top, and I see nobody, and I haven't lifted yet. And, yeah, I'm in my head, I'm like, 
oh, we're going to actually jump this one this time. This is set. Come off there, and then, yeah, that G out, and I was giving a ride to a new person. And yep. Their hands are going crazy, reaching for stuff. In my head, yeah, I was like, this is awesome. This is what I've been waiting for. And they're for all freaking day. out, which is the greatest feeling in the world. And then I hear three loud bangs. I hear a tire pop. I hear a link mount ripoff. And then I hear a shock smacking into the cage. Great. All probably within a second. And, you know, surprisingly, I've done that exact same thing before. So I've heard those noises before. And oh, I went, yeah. I went, ooh, we broke studs or I've ripped an upper mount. So I start slowing down. And the guy I was giving a ride to, yeah, it was, it was kind of like, what are we slowing down for? That was awesome. I'm like, oh, I just like destroyed my truck. We just broke. <laughs> we just destroyed it. We got to fix this now. And like, even braking, we were, yeah, I was broken still flying through those whoops because I had to slow down so yeah. much to get through it. And I was like, so surprised. Like, huh, surprisingly, still handled the whoops very well with uh, no bent shocks or anything like that. So, as far as I did hold up uh, a straight edge on it. <laughs> At first, I was walking, I got it home, and I walked in my house, and from behind, my shocks were going slight different angles. The upper mounts are a little crooked. Yeah. So I'm looking, I go, oh, I've been a shock shaft. No, that sucks. And then I go, well, understandably, I I understand why. The whole truck leaned over on the shock, and it caught it. So then I I start calling right away. Anyone got a shock? I found one. And then I, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should go actually double check. So then I came back here, got a straight edge, got the shock off, and looked at it, and it actually wasn't bet, so I didn't buy one. But perfect, kind of one of those things where, yeah, like even like I said, even in the moment where I was like, oh, didn't even I don't even I got put a shock shaft in there, awesome, perfect, I just weld one tab, yep, <laughs> one tab, straighten it all back oh. out, probably do an alignment and buy another tire, yep. Oh yeah, well when you put it that way, it gets more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Reality I check. Did, I did forget about the brand new tire that I ripped. <laughs> I have to replace now. <laughs> yeah, it's not a cheap tire. I can't imagine. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think. Yeah, I think they're like three hundred bucks shipped. Yeah. Sub three hundred probably. Yeah. But yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. I grew up in the era of like when you were saying you were always looking at vehicles of trucks and whatnot, and I want that. Well, for me, it was always the mini buggy. I always wanted to build a mini buggy. Mm, which yep. is where I went to the more of the side by side area because my fir- like I said my first one was a YXZ and that was dang near as close to mini buggies I could get and I got a great deal on that thing as it was so yeah it was close enough. Yep. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah that it literally made me think like back in the day there would be uh the the screaming semen truck you yeah screaming semen yep that was one of those things uh that that dude was one of the dudes like pushing the uh the Turbo DLS stuff. Like, that truck was, I remember, uh, was a very, like, pivotal truck for me for, he was a dude at the drag strip. He was ripping it all the time. It had a turbo. Like, the very few people were sticking turbos on LSs back then. It was, like, the new thing. And that, like, I went that route for a long time where I was like, I just want the biggest lifted truck. I don't care how it rides. I'm going to put an LS in it. I'm going to turbo it. And I'm going to put the bigger digger paddle tires on it. I'm going to the strip all day. Yeah, that's I actually tried for probably two, three years. I built a truck. I had an 81 Chevy square body that I was doing that to. It was on 44s. It had like 18 inches of lift. The lease springs were legit used. They were (laughs) like, I think they were 12 or 14 inch lift lease springs. Holy crap. So they were stiff as hell. They would never have given. And then it had like a four or five, maybe even a six inch body. It was an atrocious truck. But I loved it. And I was... That was like what I was into, and now you see me, and yeah, I've got this old truck and uh, pre-runner fab garage, and that's where I wound up. 
Yeah. Once I wised up, that <laughs> I never finished that truck because I was probably a good like six months of, of working on that truck away from having it done, and that's about when I noticed pre-runners, and I was on my dirt bike still ripping, and all of a sudden I'd see this truck kind of be near me or by me, and I'm like, huh, that's you're not supposed to be yeah hitting this stuff. Especially on a dirt bike, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, that, that's what really started catching my eye of seeing trucks and yeah, going like, and they were all rangers back then. So it's yep. like, uh, why is this little ranger right next to me? Let me guess. Was it Tyson? <laughs> uh, yeah, he was one of them. Man, I'm trying to even think what, um, I know Tyson, his truck's been around a long time. Oh, his, his has been his around is one a while. Of them. And other than that, probably the most, uh, notable truck, oh, man, I'm trying to think. I mean, Mike Higgins, jump truck, jump yep. buggy. That was, I mean, how could everybody knew that thing? Yeah, um, but that's kind of what what I mean though of kind of getting at of exactly like um, some people forget those moments like like I said it's like uh, I remember being about yeah fifteen sixteen years old in the back of my buddy's extended cab ninety eight Cummins truck he's the only one in our group that had a pickup <laughs> it was stock but we went to the dunes in it and I sat in the back seat not comfortable at all with my face stuck up against the little window. Yep. We just watching stuff. We went to the dunes on our quads and Jeeps. Uh after my parents sold the cottage, we were actually going to the dunes and our uh, Jeeps cuz like I said I've known Brett for shoot it feels like 15 20 years at this point and he's Jeep life. So when I moved out of the house, we all had Jeeps. We all did trails things, but opening weekend, we'd always be up here just, hey, we got heat because <laughs> yeah. there's snow on the ground opening day. Yeah, that's. I, uh, it's always fun to be seeing everyone gets so like, uh, we got long winter and then springtime's like, if you follow the Facebook pages, people start going crazy on their oh, opening day. Yep. Every year it seems like, man, opening day is going to be crazy this year. You see all the people online talking about it, and then day of, I've gone a it's couple half a times. Lot at most. Yeah, you look around, and you're like, "Oh, that's right." People woke up today, and it was still thirty, <laughs> <laughs> so they said no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not driving up here for this. I mean, let's be uh, serious. Yeah, very. I think I've had my truck. Oh, man, I don't even know if I've had my truck out on opening day. No, I know I've ridden. I used to ride my bike on opening day in a um, in my uh. What are you, overalls? <laughs> in my Carhartt overalls. Yep. I'd wear bibs and, yep, winter jacket and come ride dirt bike around. And, and then half day the sun would come out and you'd lose the coat yep. and just ride For the For me, bibs. it was always, I could always get warm enough, but your hands never could. You oh, couldn't God, ever no, wear, never. like, enough gloves while riding a bike. So, yeah, you're like, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. As you can't feel your hands. Nope, totally hear that. Like I said, I grew up on quads, so it was like, I know the feeling. Your hands get cold really quick. Man, I don't even know how people ride quads out there, and especially even anymore with the whoops. Oh God, no! I've ridden a quad out there. One, the my quad riding experience is one time. Now the quad, it was a Yamaha Warrior 350 in 1987. Uh, this was before the bathrooms were down at the beach, and I they used to only have the bathrooms in the in the lot in park. So then, um, I had a bike, and I there was no place to like park a bike by it. Yep. So I remember a buddy had a quad, and I was like, oh, well, hey, I'm just going to ride this out to Buckle Lot because I can park, they can just stand right next to the house, and then I can go to the bathroom, and then I can go back in the dunes. Yep. Riding it from the beach out to the dunes, going to the bathroom, and then riding it back to the beach, 
I was work. I was like, I feel like I just rode my dirt bike all day here. <laughs> this is insane. Like being a dirt bike guy, and I was way. I'm six foot two. I was crunched on this thing. Yeah. Every whoop though, I felt every one. I was like, this is awful. But guys have smiles on their face when they're doing this. <laughs> See, I'm not. I'm on the reverse side. I had an extended swing arm. I, I well, I like had power. I said, 1987, air cooled. Yeah. Yamaha Warrior, Warrior 350. It only revved to probably like 5,000 RPM. <laughs> well, not a bad quad. But I, I like I said, I grew up on quads. I don't know how you freaking dirt bike riders do it. I mean, seeing on those. That fishtailing feeling? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's the funnest part about the dirt bike is ripping <laughs> and just feeling that rear end and being like, wow, how is I not whipped sideways yet? <laughs> yeah. You watch Frankie J on his, and it's like, man, you watch Matt or you watch any of the other guys that are actually riding out there every freaking weekend, and it's like, man, do these guys know how to ride because they've been doing on the sand for so long. Yeah. You, you watch some of these new guys that bring their dirt bikes up here now, and it's like, dude, keep it upright, keep momentum, something. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I remember back in the day, one, exactly, like when I was riding my bike up here, I used to ride probably, I probably have two, three summers where it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was like, yeah, going to the dunes. That's what we do. And come up here, ride, run through a tank of gas, go home. And then it's like bringing new guys up here that like I rode with, track guys and stuff yep. like that. I'd bring them up, especially I raced and I had like some pretty hardcore track racing got buddies, bring them up here. And most of them hated it. Yeah. Oh, this sucks. This is so uneasy. And I go, and it kind of one of those. I raced. Uh, I never really took it that serious. I had a job. I never trained. Yeah. I was the dude that could show up though and like do pretty well. In do the field. pretty well for like you just ride dunes. What are you doing? You don't even like train. And as that's a lot to it though. Yeah, it's but like, as soon well, as that's all ri- I do is ride dunes. Well, as soon as you ride the dunes, you understand why you're in such good shape. <laughs> yeah, well, and exact, and that's what it was. Is back then, Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, like I. I remember one year running five gallons of gas plus the tank. So probably about six gallons of gas to my bike in one day on like holiday day. Like that was yeah. a normal thing. Labor Day weekend is going at about nine thirty ten start ride literally all day until I was out of gas and then be loading the truck up at sunset. Yep. And now I think about that. And yeah, I'm like, dude, I probably could do one lap and my arms would be locked up. Yeah. And I'd be done for the day if I got on a bike <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's been a while since I've been on a quad out there in a while. It's I miss it. I really do. But you look around and it's like you got all these side-by-sides doing 70 through the dunes. You got idiots like me driving 4,200-pound <laughs> steel trucks fast. Uh, I don't want to get hit by that. You got, it, you got everything out there, and it's just like driving on the road, though, anymore. People don't pay attention. Oh. I'm... Anymore, I'm kind of surprised that we don't have nearly as many head-ons or collisions as we do, to be yeah. completely honest. If you actually look, I haven't looked in a couple of years, but I do know that I looked into stats one year, or maybe they got p- published by the DNR page on Facebook, and I remember reading stats and was like super surprised that like most vehicle accidents, like most incident in the dunes are like single-person accidents. Yeah. It's like dirt bikes or quads just crashing, you know, people tumbling. And yeah, like Rolling you actually look at head-on collisions, and it's like... Oh what? Yeah, I was expecting I, that to be like a hundred all summer. Yeah, and it's it's now luckily it's not. You know you have moments. It seems like sometimes it. I think it was two three years ago. There was like couple bad accidents like back to back to back weeks. Yeah. We were like, oh boy, this is this is the end. I know there's been at least ten this summer. A couple bad ones over by the bathrooms because 
That's the hot lap area where you, you're blitzing yep, down the freaking whoops and people are cutting across, not even looking. So I know that area over there is a, it's a hot area. Yep. I know, yeah. Some of it, like, uh, yeah, with last weekend, Night Run being out there, I was ripping. And the the one thing I had always told myself is like, oh, the one thing that's awesome about Night Run is actually I feel safer because pretty much everyone out there has taillights, headlights. headlights. You can see them three dunes up. Yep. You see their headlight. You can kind of you can gauge much better where people are actually at. Around yeah, you. At, at that point, you might as well forget the flag and just look for the lights. Yeah, exactly. The well, the other day I'm ripping and I I come over by test. So I exactly I see all the people parked. I look over. Hey, that whole side's open. No one's over there. I go flying through there, go down the little up the hill down at the whoops. Now I'm starting to make my run up test. And all of a sudden I look over and I see a figure and I'm like, what? About 15 feet away from me, there's a dude on a bike, no <laughs> lights, like dark gear. And I was like next to him before I saw him. And I'm like, oh, nice. good thing I wasn't about 20 feet over because I would like, I'm sure my headlights would have shown him and I would have yeah. seen him. But like one of those things where I went, oh, well, that throws my, um, thoughts out the window if it's safer out here because you got guys riding dirt bikes with no lights out here this is uh, wild <laughs> and i'm sure he's happy that you showed up so he could actually see everything yeah that was the i was like how are you even doing that that doesn't look fun that doesn't no. look fun at all to me that would be sketch so yeah if you're one of those dudes you like night riding with no lights that yeah. seems pretty hard to do out there <laughs> no especially on a bike no thank you i but i yeah, know the night stuff is it, it's fun this weekend yeah i gotta fix my truck because this weekend we'll be fun yeah because all the pre-runners normally uh yeah it's big i say a lot well most of these pre-runner guys they've seen the amount of month they, money they spend on lights you only get yeah. to use them two weekends out of you you better be here exactly <laughs> but it, you see uh majority of them is pre-runners just hitting the test hill that little flip down right where everyone sits yep. and then just rainbow and test hill yep yeah, it's pretty wild to have a machine and be... That's why I say it's like <laughs> the excitement of five to ten more years, because exactly, we're talking about all this old stuff, the stuff we saw out there five, ten years ago, and yeah, it literally is completely different vehicles out there now. Oh, yeah. There's there's rarely, rarely you know, like I said, you still got a couple. You still got some diehards that are going to drive those vehicles yep. until the end. Couple new paint schemes here and there, but you still the same vehicle. But yep. it's I mean, even the sand cars anymore. How many Funkos are in Michigan? And uh, probably three. Uh, yeah, because I know a couple. The Insing yeah. uh, sold theirs, um, but are, cars of equivalent. Yeah. That's more what I mean. Of like, you know, back same five ten years ago. Like there's some there's some bad cars, especially some like home oh, built yeah. cars. And but nowadays to like yeah. Dude, you can just call up Funko, order something. You're probably on a wait list, but... Yeah, that's or like, Tatum. Yeah, or Tatum. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Funko, Tatums, all those big-name cars. Then it just shows up, and now you're king of the dunes. <laughs> yeah, out west. Um, not sure if you've been out to, like, Glamis or anything like yep, that. Yep, I've been out. Okay. Yeah, it, Funko's just dominate out there. They're yeah. everywhere. That's a... Uh, yeah, that's now the next level is, yeah, once you... That's a whole other tax bracket. <laughs> it's, it's it's fun watching those cars in here, but the reality is, it's like, oh, those cars don't even get to open up here. No. They just 
They're just little blips here, little wheelie, little hop. They're second gear wide open, and they already got a shutdown. Yeah. You go to Glamish, and you sit at the bottom of Olds, and you watch those dude run wheelies up Olds and or race up Olds with them, launch them off the dot. It's like, oh, this is what those sand cars do. Uh-huh. This is what a 2,000-horsepower sand car does. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> yeah, it's like watching Wilkie run around in his bug, and you, you know that thing isn't getting out of second gear. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's kind of... My whole thing, why I'm stuck on like the four eights as much as I am. One, they're cheap. I go through them, but the reality is, is like honestly, my trucks. I for me, it's it's these. It's about at its limit of what I feel is safe out there. It's yeah. like if I at this point, you know, and I'll probably get there eventually. More horsepower and more suspension, and keep doing it. But I definitely am at a point where I'm like, it's enough right now. It moves. <laughs> <laughs> like, it. Moves. it you know, it's it's like I like to. I'm at a point where right now it's just like I'm at my brake limit. So it's like, oh, my truck's fast enough that I've had a couple of those full two foot on the brake moments where you're like, oh yeah, I've had a couple close. You're like, too. that ba- those brakes barely did it. Yeah, and that and so then my so I think it's like, wow, before I put a bigger motor in this, I need to like I need better brakes. Yep. If this truck goes any faster, I already can't stop it. Kind of, kind of mentality where then exactly this is like, oh, how much were those brakes and doing? Oh, okay, never mind. I'll just yeah. leave the four eight in. Yep, it works. Yeah, it. The close calls have been definitely getting worse this year. Yeah the uh, the number one, I think the number one is if you're going a direction and you decide you want to turn ninety degrees, just look over the shoulder. Yeah. That that blows my mind more than anything. I had it happen actually at night run uh, Saturday, going down the section we all go down on exit hill towards the beach, and I was running. I'm like 20 foot from the border yep. from the the walking dunes, so there's no one next to me. And I got over there because there was three side by sides look like they were racing each other down the right side. Yep. So I'm to- I'm like I'm on the left side and they're like way out in front of me and I'm like I'm going to catch them and pass these guys. That's what my he- my voice in my head's telling me. Oh, you can get these guys. You got this. So I'm railing down that fence line and catching them, catching them and yep, these guys. I get close enough to where now I'm seeing in the one that's closest to me. That's probably 50 foot to my right and I'm gaining on them probably I'm probably going 30 miles an hour faster than them. So I'm gaining on them quick. And it's a guy, a wife, and it looks like two kids in the back seat. And I'm watching them. That's when I'm ripping it. Yeah, it's like trucks pointed straight, and I'm watching that dude. Oh yeah, you watch. I'm just the other waiting person. for anything to happen. As long as that dude holds the wheel straight, we're good. All of a sudden, full left knife turn, like as hard as what you can do without oh, rolling. Great. And he's laugh, and I'm watching his head, and he's laughing and watching his buddies drive off <laughs> as he's driving straight at me, and. I had to pull a pretty fast little S maneuver. Yeah, double brakes, whip around. Whip and One of those ones where I saw his face. He was, yeah, my headlights were very close <laughs> to the front of his. And just one of those things where I was like, man, I know I was the guy behind. I know I was approaching, but it's like, man, I gave you 50 feet. I was all the way on the left. Good thing I was watching you because it almost wasn't enough. Yeah. And I almost didn't have enough to save it where it was like, dude. Why yeah. did you? How can you turn left and be watching your buddies drive off? You didn't look over once. Yeah, and that stuff. And not like I said, I totally understand if someone wants to argue. Yeah, you shouldn't be going that fast passing people. But non-speed limit area. Yeah, exactly. Non-speed limit area. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, 
I got I know my truck very well because I gave myself the exact amount of room I needed to miss that guy and yeah. not an inch more. And that's one of those things where exactly it's like fifty foot in my mind was like, ah yeah, if this guy turns plenty over plenty. Well, yeah, I used all of it up and it was just like uh-huh. that happened uh Saturday. I was ripping like I was going around for like a new lap and I literally got down to the bottom of there and it like I'd already been in there all day. It I turned right around. I was like, I'm done. That just ru- it literally like sucked all the fun out of it yeah. for me. Cause exactly, I'm just thinking about yeah, there's two little kids in the back seat, and yep. I was just like, oh man, that and you're almost a, what forty five hundred, forty eight hundred yeah, like pound truck, hundred pound truck. I was doing like seventy. Yeah, yeah, that would have totaled that razor. Yeah, and like I said, it's stuff like that where unfortunately, yeah, I've had a lot of calls like that, just like probably anybody out there that. You go a lot. That's what happens. One little bad judgment. Uh, and like I said, both parts. Yeah, I'm flying. Our chances of getting hurt out there or hurting someone are higher than most weekend warriors or even the people that come up once a year. Yep. That, and that's the, that is a reality. It's like, that's the one thing that does make me nervous of, yeah, exactly. The Everyone wants to go faster every summer, every yep. year. But it's just like... Exactly. You don't need it. Yeah, you don't need you it. Got, you got enough of us people out there that are already doing as fast as we are, and it's like you get more people doing this. It's yeah, like, just wait till every every truck has suspension. You know, that's and everybody's that's got I, a side by side. That's where I look. Yeah, give it five more years, and these side by sides are pretty much production race trucks. Yeah, because that's where they're headed. Well, you look at the California labeled the Pro R Razor is a uh, sand car. Oh, is it? Yep. Exactly. That's what I should say. Is they're going to reach sand car status? Yeah. You're going to. You know, that is the thing that I'm kind of looking for. It's like, okay, yeah, like, there's still rear engines, like, transaxle, sequential cars are definitely still, like, king of the dunes. Go to Glamis. Those dudes with those cars are leaving side-by-side guys. Oh, yeah. Now, at the same time, they're not very far. No. They're not very far from having way less horsepower and way less money into their machine and doing the same stuff. Yep, you have these guys that are spending, you know, $200,000, if not more, on these sand cars, and you you go to the freaking dealership, sign here, and you just bought a $50,000 sand car, basically, now, with the Pro-R there, and it's like, yay! Yeah, that's wild. And now you can get parts anywhere. Yep. Yeah, it definitely is, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Like I said, it's one of those things. I'm all. This is all stuff I'm aware of. I think about all the time, and then I just every day I try to go. Hey, you should go to the dunes because maybe they'll close someday. Maybe they're gonna. Once everybody's doing a hundred out here, yeah. maybe that'll be when they stop this. <laughs> it's like, it, to be the huge push. There's how many people do you think are up here that don't like the dunes that move over here? Oh, that's pretty. It is pretty interesting. Um. I well, and a lot of it is it, it's kind of crazy. Like I'm a full time resident. I'm yeah. a Dooner, full time resident in in Mears. Uh, are you in Mears? You're in. Um, I've lived in Mears. I live in Hart. It yeah, I've been around, but okay. I'd consider myself at this point enough of a local and local. Well, that's what, so. It tends of there's a ton of people that have second homes or campers, seasonals, you know, all that. Yep. But then exactly like as far as actually living here. It is pretty crazy. It's a trip, especially in the winter, fall and springtime. I remember, well, Silver Lake never even got on my radar until Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Like, Labor Day weekend, when I didn't live in town, was like, ah, oh, that, that's when dunes are. Who goes to the dunes before Labor Day? 
that was like kind of my mind. Exactly. <laughs> all, like all of us. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. It's just like I went Labor Day, I went Fourth of July, and I went Memorial or Memorial. Labor I said Day. the wrong one. Memorial. Labor Day is at the end of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, Memorial, Fourth of July, and Labor Day weekend. So for me, for years, I, I came up three times. It was a camping thing. I only yep. camped here. And then exactly like, then I got a bike, started coming. And then when I moved up here, I, like I said, I don't know if I've made it out an opening, but like, I definitely have made it out in April. And then I've also made it all summer to October. And I, by the time I get to October, I'm like, dude, this summer has been so long. Like, it's, they're starting to get short now. Oh, it's been yeah. a couple summers, but the first summer, I was like blown away where I was like, Huh. I used to only think, like, come up here, like, a three-month period. You can come up here for six months. Yeah. And it's totally different. And actually, we're coming up <laughs> on my favorite time now. Actually, Apple Fest is pretty much, like, the kickoff of pretty much my favorite time to actually be doing it. Yeah. The weather is The weather's perfect. perfect. The crowds are down. And for anybody who doesn't come up here much, the busiest time of the year really doesn't start Memorial, yeah, it's a big kickoff and send-off, but you really don't start getting busy until 4th of July after. Yeah, July is... Because June is graduations, weddings, and everyone from that. July, I notice, is when it's like, those are the people taking full seven week, like a full week of vacation. Full week of vacations. That's when I go to the dunes on like a Tuesday in July, and yeah, you're like, oh. It's still busy. It's actually busy still. Okay, I'm going to go home. Like, it's hot. It's busy. Never mind. And then, yeah, about right now, you go out there. Let's see. Th- well, tomorrow's Friday. It could be a little busy, but Apple app after this Apple Fest weekend, you go out there Tuesday. It'll next be a week, light switch. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, that people are gonna be done. Yep. People uh, are packing Labor- up campers. Up until Labor Day, you still get people during the week, but as soon as Labor Day hits, because kids are already back in school. Some mm-hmm. some schools started at back in August, which is weird enough for me. But as soon as Labor Day hits. As soon as that Monday and Tuesday roll around, you start seeing crowds dwindle down, and then the rest of the week it's dead. Apple Fest hits, and everyone's back alive. And right after Apple Fest, everything dies. Yep. It, all the stores Fest start is. closing up. Everyone starts going to weekends only. Uh, last year, the uh, the Point gas station closed after Apple Fest. Yep. So I mean, it's. It's a light switch around here. As soon as everything's done, everyone's like, all right, button up. All right, pull the docks out of the water. All right, we're done. See you next yeah, year. Labor, I, it's like this. I drove around the lake one time, and I saw probably four people pulling docks yeah. on Labor Day. Yeah, like Sunday, Labor Day weekend. It's just like, yeah, we're done. Done for the year. Uh, It's still 80 degrees out. <laughs> I mean, shoot, it, it. we were thinking about going on the boat today. Mm. It was gorgeous today. And it's September. <laughs> yup. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where I, I definitely, with all of this, we've talked about a lot of stuff, and then I always think about it. It's like, huh, I'm just wondering if there's going to be that year where it starts getting boring. Because I think that every year, <laughs> every, every fall, I'm a little burned out. I'm uh, I'm ready to not work that's on that truck. Year. and That's the thing. But you get one month into the, the, do, the gate finally closes, Halloween is done, and it's probably the end of the next week, and I'm like, ah. Uh, this day's awesome. Why can't they be open? You know, and yeah. you have those you have those November days where you're like, that's freaking gorgeous. We I gotta wait till riding. April already. This is yeah. awesome. I could yeah. go to the dunes right now. And it, yeah. yeah, it's just like every year it, it don't take long, and I'm chomping at the bit for next season. Yeah, again. I was gonna say it, it's probably about February ish area when we start chomping out the bit of going like, all right, this weather's got to kick so we can start riding. Yeah, that's when you really are exactly you start you're like, oh man, 
to living in Michigan. Why do Start I Start getting here? that itch, man. I need <laughs> yeah, my fix, man. Oh, uh, yeah. We all need the fix. <laughs> well, we've been, we're coming up on two hours, so this one's a long one. So, Woo. Sorry, guys. I genuinely, uh, if you're still listening, you obviously probably, uh, we said something you liked, but <laughs> I do get, I've, I've been kind of going for an hour, hour and a half. But, like, I got a lot of feedback this week of people in the dunes telling me asking when I'm getting to get a show. And then the same of when I got into podcasts, listening to my work, working an eight-hour shift, nine-hour shift, ten-hour guy. Hey, it's only an hour long. Can you make that thing longer? You know, I, <laughs> well, here you go. I need more stuff to listen to. I work five days a week, 40 hours a week. Uh, <laughs> that one hour wasn't enough. So, Oh, yeah, we if they a, want more, we can get them more. We got a two-hour one. So <laughs> we'll call that one. I'll get this one out to you guys. And, uh... Yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks for chatting. Oh, not a problem. I'm sure, it won't be the end. Uh, maybe someday my truck will be pulling your camera out of the dunes. <laughs> I don't wish that upon you, but if it happens, I'm ready to repay oh, the favor. You, yeah, you need to pay me back. I know what you're I don't thinking. Have, I don't have paddles, though, to not yet. be shooting you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to find someone. Oh, hell, Calvin needs pulled out. Hang on. <laughs> Let me call her on real quick. I need more, I need more grip. <laughs> no, nah, thanks for the invite, and... Uh... I hope we covered something that, you know, someone can take home and listen to. So, Yeah, well, like I said, I know nothing about side-by-sides. I talk and act like I do a little bit, but it's just stuff I read on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, to get, like I said, get someone in, you've been, you've been in machines, and, uh, you know, that that's kind of, that's what's so wild about this, is, like, I literally am just in pre-runners, like, that's my niche, it's what I stick to, and it's like, and I still have so much to learn, I feel, just yep. even with this, where then... That's for me. I've had, you know, hey, do you want to work on this side-by-side side for me? This That's like, honestly, no. Because <laughs> I, I literally know so little about them. And it would, you know, and there's already guys that have tons of information yep. on them. There's so many good companies out there already. And that's where I'm on the reverse side of I'd love to know more about pre-runner trucks. Yeah, obviously, I know the basic concepts. But it's like, I can't tell you left from right <laughs> on if, if you need this or if you need that. But it's like, man, man, this is just. Yeah, that's why your bump stop is sitting. No, no. You get into yep. the side by sides, and it's like, no, nope, you need an axle. You need limit straps. Yeah, you need your boost yeah. tube fell off. It's it's wild how much uh, just go. It really goes into it, and it's you know that's why I do this podcast. Try to get people like you in here. We're all the same. We're all the same dudes. Just pretty much, yeah, exactly. Trying to get that fix. We're all just out there trying, trying to get, to get that fix. fix in. Dope. Appreciate ya. Yeah, uh, yeah Calvin. Um, Yes, it's fast on Instagram and TikTok, and on TikTok, and also the man probably running around uh, over at Silverback. So <laughs> if you're renting stuff and you're using the full rental, he's the one that's probably got to deal with it. <laughs> Sorry if I uh, charge it a little bit much when you wreck it, but that's what prices are these days. So yeah, thanks for the invite. I'd love to come back and start talking some more. So cool. Yeah, we'll have to get another one out. We'll try to do an annual thing. So. Sounds Thanks good. again, everyone. Doing Hippie uh, Podcast, and uh, we'll see you out on the sand. See ya.